It's six o'clock, I'm Lee Agnew. The headlines, Jeremy Corbyn begins appointing his shadow cabinet, Hertfordshire police to start wearing body cameras and plans for a shooting range in Bedford. BBC Three Counties Radio. Labour's new leader, Jeremy Corbyn, has announced key appointments to his shadow cabinet. He's named John McDonnell as shadow chancellor, Andy Burnham as shadow home secretary and Hilary Benn as shadow foreign secretary. The Labour MP for Luton North, Kelvin Hopkins, is backing Mr Corbyn's support for nationalising Britain's services. I've got no problem with having the state running its utilities and in many other countries it's still the same. I think 90% of the world's water industry is in public ownership. Most of the world's railways I think are in public ownership and indeed two-thirds of our energy sector is owned by foreign governments. Hertfordshire Police has begun issuing more than 1,400 body-worn video cameras to its officers. By next month, all frontline staff, including PCSOs, will have one. Body-worn cameras are already being used by police officers in Bedfordshire. A new centre which will train the UK's armed police officers could soon be opened in Bedford. The shooting range will be inside the disused underground reservoir in Manton Lane. Karen Abercrombie reports. The reservoir was decommissioned by Anglian Water two decades ago. Construction work will begin within the next few months to build specialist shooting ranges, including vast studios that can be decked out to create realistic hostage, siege and terrorism scenarios. Its six-foot-thick walls mean stray bullets or even the sound of firing can't leave the site. The centre, costing £20 million and covering 200,000 square feet, is due to open in 2017. Research by the Met Office suggests the years 2014 to 2016 are likely to be among the warmest on record. It says human-induced global warming is clearly underway. Roger Harabin reports. The rise in global surface temperatures may have slowed recently, but scientists say greenhouse gases continue to heat the planet overall. Ice is melting, sea level rising, oceans warming. Now that unnatural heating is being increased by two big natural climatic events. The first is a major episode of the warming El Nino current in the equatorial Pacific. The second's a big heating pattern underway in the North Pacific. In sport, Novak Djokovic has won the US Open after beating Roger Federer in four sets at Flushing Meadow. Speaking on court, he paid tribute to his opponent. I have a tremendous respect for Roger and... um what his game is uh, presenting to to me and to any other player. You know, uh, just an incredible record and everything he has achieved in his, in his career, coming out on the court, knowing that uh, you're playing against probably the best player in the history of the game, definitely adds a little bit more of pressure. So. And the weather will be sunny at times, but windy with heavy showers and the risk of thunder. Top temperatures around 18 degrees Celsius, 64 degrees Fahrenheit. You can get the latest news and sport online at bbc.co.uk slash three counties. It's coming. Oh, it's not coming. Ah, it's coming. It's coming. It's here. It's here. It's, I knew it was coming. It was just it's Monday. For crying out loud. Give me a break. If I had a million dollars, well, I'd buy you a house. I would buy you a house. And if I had a million dollars, if I had a million dollars, buy you furniture for your house, maybe an ice Chesterfield or an ottoman. And if I had a million dollars, if I 
buy you a K-car, a nice reliant automobile. And if I had a million dollars, I'd buy your there and, and hang out. Like open the fridge and stuff and there always be foods laid out for us with little pre-wrapped sausages and things. Mm. They have pre-wrapped sausages but they don't have pre-wrapped bacon. Well can you blame them? Oh <laughs> uh, yeah. If I had a million dollars If I had a million dollars Well I'd buy you a fur coat but not a real fur coat that's cruel. And if I had a million dollars If I had a million dollars Well, I'd buy you an exotic pet Yep, like a llama or an emu And if I had a million dollars If I had a million dollars Well, I'd buy you John Merrick's remains Ooh, all them crazy elephant bones And if I had a million dollars I'd buy you We just need more and buy really expensive ketchups with it. That's right, all the fanciest ke Dijon ketchup. <laughs> <laughs> if I had a million dollars, if I had a million dollars, well, I'd buy you a green dress, but not a real green dress that's cruel. And if I had a million dollars, if I well, I'd buy you some art A Picasso or a Garfunkel If I had a million dollars If I had a million dollars Well, I'd buy you a monkey Haven't you always wanted a monkey? If I had a million dollars I'd buy your thing about that song and I've heard that song um like millions of times Kelly Betts had never heard that and I'm watching you chuckling away it's funny for all kinds of reasons <laughs> and she's actually describing herself there yeah. isn't that good morning guys Kelly it's so great to have you back thank you player there we go Catherine Boyle yes you're still me. back yeah wowzers I can't be unback you can't be unback unback Boyle is uh, what I'm saying <laughs>
It's a retrospective anti-Boyle campaign I'm running, uh, much in the way that loads of Labour MPs are doing with Jeremy Corbyn now. Yeah. Oh, took her a moment. I'm not playing anymore. Good, we never liked you anyway, you smarmy git. <laughs> I never liked Chukaramuna. Too many K's and U's in his name. That thing against K's and U's. It I've really... got a K. It's quite mm. important. You've got one. That's 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 enough. Mm. He's so got... I. Okay. Mm. I think he may only have one, actually. What the hell? Chukaramuna's... Ev- he even lies to me about the number of K's <laughs> in his name. I'm glad that guy's gone. Anyway, let's do this. Across beds, hearts Chukka and books. Amuna. This is BBC Three Counties Radio. He's got two K's. He's got two K's. It's one too many. Two K's, three U's. Um, any other multiple? Letters? I haven't got one U. He's using all my U's. Yeah, no, I've, I've got no U's. Chuka, I'm all not. I've got a Z. Where? In the middle of my my middle name. Catherine. Catherine. <laughs> <laughs> High five. No, my middle name. What's your middle name? Elizabeth. Uh, Oz. Elizabeth. Luz. As in. Elizabeth. <laughs> oh, we'll have the um, Alphabet of Nations will be the next song. It's Elizabeth. <laughs> have you heard the Alphabet of Nations? No. What's it about? <laughs> oh, um, Alphabet of Nations. Um, well, it's about... It's good. It's good. It's They Might Be Giants. Oh, good. I like them. What uh, order do they, do they tell us about the nations in? Um, well, I'll tell you what. We'll do the story after this. It's only a minute and a half. This is good. You'll like this. Alphabet of Nations. The Alphabet of Nations. The Alphabet of Nations. Cambodia, Dominica, Egypt, France, the Gambia, Hungary, Iran, Japan, Kazakhstan, Libya, and Mongolia, Norway, Oman, Pakistan, Qatar, Russia, Suriname, Turkey, Uruguay, Vietnam, West Xylophone, Yemen, Zimbabwe. Dominica, Egypt, France, the Gambia, Hungary, Iran, Japan, Kazakhstan, Libya, and Mongolia, Norway, Oman, Pakistan, Qatar, Russia, Suriname, Turkey, Uruguay, Vietnam, West Xylophone, Yemen, Zimbabwe. Catherine, uh, genuinely offended by the inclusion of West Xylophone. Cheating. Cheating. <laughs> now, Hertfordshire police are rolling out... Uh, oh, sorry, there's more to that sentence. Uh, Hertfordshire police are rolling out more than 1,400 body-worn video cameras to their officers and PCSOs. They're following Bedfordshire police, who issued the cameras to a 1,000 coppers earlier this year. Uh, Catherine, do we know why Hertfordshire are bringing in these cameras? Well, they say it's about improving efficiency and also protecting the police and the public. They've had some cameras for a couple of years in the units that are joined with Bedfordshire and Cambridgeshire, but nowhere near this scale. So this, they say, is a commitment to give every member of frontline staff in Hertfordshire, including PCSOs, a camera. Um, Interestingly, they've spoken to the union Unison, who represent PCSOs. Um, They're pleased that they're getting cameras too, as they're more often... uh 
they're often more likely to be confronted or even attacked by members of the public. So they say it will help their members um, to uh, protect themselves, and that has to be a good thing. Uh, Bedfordshire police have got these cameras already, haven't they? Yeah, they have. You remember the case of Leon Briggs, where investigations are still going on into what happened whilst he was in police custody. Now, campaigners from the group Justice for Leon called for the force in Bedfordshire to bring in these cameras so there would be greater transparency and, and it would improve confidence in the police in future. And that's what most forces are realising. They say this is about making the police po- police force more transparent and open. The Police and Crime Commissioner for Hertfordshire, David Lloyd, recognises this and uh, hopes the step will inc- improve the public's confidence in the police. There is one tiny flaw, isn't there, that we found in the past when we talked they about... They get to choose when to turn the cameras on. Apparently, technical reasons mean that they couldn't film all the time. My camera never lies anymore. Because there's nothing worth lying for. My camera never lies. My camera never lies. Who's that? Um, Come on. It's Books Fizz, isn't yeah, it? Yeah, it's Books Fizz. Ah, it's Books Fizz. Books Fizz. Ah, almost Books Fizz. Oh, look, Cheryl Baker let herself go on it. Oh, no. Oh, and that coach crash. Oh, Tara, what a tragedy, I know. But they came back from it. It was great stuff. Them and Gloria Estefan. Well, OK, we can do that. I remember that. We can do that. Rock stars who've suffered severe injuries. And yes, I'm including Books Fizz as, as rock stars. So, let's, let's, let's draw up the list. Ozzy Osbourne. Let's draw up the list of the most dangerous rock and roll acts in the world. At the top so far, it's Bucks Fizz. And Estefan. Uh, well, Bucks Fizz first. You, are you obsessed with Estefan? I loved Estefan. Bucks Fizz. I wasn't allowed a poem because of Estefan. Were touring the United Kingdom, the British Isles, and they were in a coach, and I think it came off the road, and they were severely injured. One yeah. of them had uh, serious brain damage, I think. Really? I think so. Yeah. Hard to tell. I think they did. I think that, no, it did, because he had, um, he had, because one of them didn't. Uh, did one Is that of Bobby them, G? One, did one of them die? No, I don't think so. I, one of them had really bad brain injuries um, and recovered Kelly, enough... Kelly, will you ask Jeeves? Yeah. He recovered enough to perform with them again for a bit, I think. But I might be wrong. I remember seeing on TV, he had slurred speech. Oh, gosh. So, so Bucks Fizz, Coach Crash. 1984 it was. Thank you. The video evidence. 31 years ago, this almost... This very... I was seven. I nearly killed. I was 11. Um, okay, you, Estefan. You mentioned Gloria Estefan from the Miami Sound Machine. Yeah. What was her injury? She was also in a coach crash. She did a neck in. I think she broke her back or something. Was it? She she had to have a metal rod in her back. Yeah, 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 so to, yeah. yeah. It yeah. would have seriously affected her shimmy. But she came back from that. She did. Going back to Bucks Fizz. Yes, Bucks Fizz. Fizz. Yeah. Um, uh, three days later, after the coach accident, he nearly died. Yep. But then he didn't. And but he was left half blind with epilepsy. Oh, blind. And he still needs daily medication. He's still struggles. alive, though, is he? Yes, yeah, he's, he's like good for him. Something. Good for him. I used to like books, Fizz. I like books, Fizz. I like Land of Make Believe. The Land. Oh, Jay Aston in that video is the sexiest creature ever to walk this earth. You women should all bow down and kiss her feet. Could you do that for me? What? While you watch? <laughs> Not again. Um, okay, uh, Bob Dylan, motorbike. Have you put Estefan down? Yes, c- Coach Crash. I just put the, the, the marks to say that this is them's above. Dylan, Coach Crash. No, uh, Motorbike Crash. Mm-hmm. Um, Scott is reminding me um, Rick Allen, Def Leppard. Oh, yeah. Did he lose? He lost one, one arm. One arm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Have you seen the, the best film ever? Is Hysteria, the Def Leppard story. Have you seen it? Strangely not, it didn't, didn't talk to me, that Mate, title. No, <laughs> honestly, I'm going to buy it for you. It's brilliant. It's, it's an American biopic of a band from Sheffield, right? Yeah. And there's bits where they're in the pub in Sheffield. And they're all talking like that. 
Why? Because the non-vet can't do an English accent. <laughs> and then there's a bit where, where the accident happens with Rick Allen, where he's driving along the M25. Now, I've been on the M25. I don't remember it being in the middle of a desert with cacti. <laughs> <laughs> And then he's in bed, he's in hospital bed, right? And he's lost his arm and it's sad. It's, and he's he's reading an aeroplane magazine. And he's going, no, he's not. He's, he's in bed and right? he's going, oh, I wish I could play the drums again. Hang on a minute. <laughs> I've no. got an idea. Cut to scene where he's built a drum kit with loads of pedals and he's operating it in the hospital. It's honestly. In the hospital? <laughs> yes. All right, all right that's, that's your next birth. When's your birthday? August. Oh, you've got a good, good 11 months to anticipate getting hysteria, the <laughs> Def Leppard story. Travel news for beds, hearts, and bugs. BBC Three Counties Radio. On the M1 southbound, the lane's been blocked at Junction 13 for Bedford because of an accident which is causing queues from Junction 14 for Milton Keynes. In Redbourne, on Redbourne Road, there's water across road mark called to report between Hill Farm Lane and the High Street, he's saying to approach that with care. And on the North Orbital Road on the M25 Junction 21A roundabout, it's starting to get busy. On the trains, the East Midlands trains have 40-minute delays between Leicester and Kettering because of a signal problem. They're being diverted via Corby. And on the London Underground, the Piccadilly Line is suspended between King's Cross St Pancras and Cockfosters because of a signal failure at Wood Green. Samantha Breath, BBC Three Counties Radio. Thank you, Sammy. The most dangerous rock and roll stars in the world, please. 03459 455 555. 617, Monday the 14th of September. I'm Ian Lee. These are your headlines on BBC Three Counties Radio. The new Labour leader, Jeremy Corbyn, has been appointing his shadow cabinet. Police officers in Hertfordshire are being issued with body-worn cameras and a new shooting range could be built in an underground reservoir at Bedford. For some reason, that story excites me more than it should. If you've missed any of the programmes here on BBC Three Counties Radio, you've missed things like this. So we're now in 1996. The Stone Roses get back together to headline the festival. They end up playing their worst gig of all time. But there is a way you can hear it all again. Warning, you are losing vast days of your life to the after effects of heavy drinking. bbc.co.uk slash three counties radio. You've been crowned the first ever World Masters champion in the over 80s category for the Scottish Highlander Games. That's right, yeah. Allowing you to listen to what you missed. What a way to open a theatrical hour here on BBC Three Counties Radio. bbc.co.uk slash three counties radio. So sad, but I 
tell myself I didn't lose her Cause you can't lose a friend you never had Three four five nine four double five five double five is the telephone number. Now Milton Keynes will decide how to help Syrian refugees this week. Prime Minister David Cameron announced the country would take in twenty thousand refugees, but is yet to give more details. Most other councils we've asked in the three counties have been reluctant to say more about what they're prepared to do until they get instructions from the government. Well, Councillor David Simmons is chair of the LGA's Asylum, Migration and Refugee Task Group. Uh, morning, David. You were in uh, the meeting with the government on Friday. What came from that? Good morning. Yep, councils around the country are gearing up. It's very clear that the government's made the offer to the UN High Commission on Refugees to bring vulnerable people into the UK. And a process is going on now to identify who those people are. So what councils have been asked to do is to prepare. We know some of those people may be uh, women coming with children, some may be people with disabilities, some may be victims of torture, some may be families, some may be single adults. So we need to know exactly who's coming in order to, to know what exactly it is local councils will require. And that means, of course, thinking about school places. It means thinking about housing. It means making sure that the local NHS is geared up to meet the needs of the, the population that arrive. Uh, most of the local councils that we spoke to are, are being very non-committal and waiting to see what the government says before making any announcements themselves. Is that what, is that what we're seeing across the country, do you think? Well, councils have been asked to work up plans to coordinate the resettlement of refugees. We've seen a number of areas of the UK already doing that. So Bradford and Coventry, for example, have already taken quite a number of people from Syria. And we've been taking in around 2,000 refugee children on an annual basis, a number that's remained pretty consistent for many years. But clearly, the key thing is that in preparing, if you're looking after maybe um, an adult who's been a victim of torture, who has a particular medical needs, then that is a different sort of plan that you need, different sort of accommodation from what's needed for a family with children. So local authorities have simply been asked to, to stand ready. They will already have a pretty good idea of what's available in the local area and come forward with those offers of help once we know who is coming and when they'll be arriving. A lot of people will be saying that um, Milton Keynes has got a huge housing problem with people of its own. Uh, where are you going to put these refugees? 
Well, that's a major concern and one of the reasons why councils have been very clear with government that there need to be the resources available uh, is that we don't want to see communities being left with an unfair burden after opening their arms to refugees in the face of a short-term crisis. We know we're already supporting a lot of people in the UK who perhaps came here as asylum seekers and had their asylum claim refused, but remain in the country. So that's why we need to make sure there's a long-term plan for the school places, for the housing. And it simply isn't right to look at potentially dumping people on waiting lists in areas that already have a shortage of accommodation. And that's why we're looking to those areas of the UK where there are school places, where there are uh, surplus homes available, probably to, to come forward and take the most and the largest groups of refugees coming to the UK. Uh, David, it'll be interesting to uh, um, see how this progresses and hopefully we can talk to you again as, as we get more detail. Councillor David Simmons, Chair of the LGA's Asylum, Migration and Refugee Task Force. This is Ian Lee on BBC Three Counties Radio. Mike's on. Does that mean home? Um, <laughs> that mic's for me, not for you. You all right? Yes, are you? Mm. Ow! Yeah, you? Yep. Why do you both look so flustered? Sorry? Your hair looks like windswept, both of you. I have no idea uh, for what you speak of. Here's the thing. Um, So, uh, Most Dangerous Stars in Rock, uh, Scott suggests, uh, of course, Michael Jackson. Not for that. Because he's dangerous. (laughs) Dangerous. This girl is so dangerous. dangerous. Well, you should have... Asked her, Mum, now, um, no, because of um, when he was drinking that pe- that can of Pepsi, his head blew oh, up. Oh, yeah, he was, he was flammable, wasn't he? His hair blew up, didn't it? Do you remember, Kelly? Michael Jackson's head blew up when he drank a Pepsi? Uh, no, when he was on stage, it caught fire, his hair. Oh, for the Pepsi the advert. For the oh, Pepsi for the advert. Pepsi advert. Yeah. Sorry, I didn't realise it was for that. Yeah. Uh, well, yeah, that was quite bad. Hank Williams Jr. fell off the side of a mountain. What, oh. Andrea? Really? Fell off the side of a mountain? Steep, sharp mountain. Britain's uh, the world. Who says it's the side? Like <laughs> it could be the front. Oh, I got a minute. Kelly said something stupid but brilliant. Continue, Avu. It could be the front of the mountain to someone else. She's right, isn't she? She's right. Uh, you don't hear. You don't. Right. Okay. You got the front of the mountain. I'm going to go around the back. You don't hear that. It's always we're going to climb up the side. Well, because what? everyone can agree that it's the side, but no one can agree whether it's the front or back. You need... And also, they're not generally square, you know, they, they're, you know, pointy. You need to... Um, <laughs> you, what you need to... You need to do for mountains what has uh, recently been done, been done for cheese. Cheese has begun, become hip mm. with um, things like cheese strings. Primula. Dairy Lee. Mm. And they, they had that, that didn't just happen by accident. That was that was planned. That was a marketing decision. You know what you can get in America? Spray cheese. Yeah. Isn't that what? disgusting? Oh, yeah, it came from the can, yeah. <laughs> disgusting. You say disgusting, I say nutritious. It's just like edible silly string. <laughs> you can't eat silly string? What? Aye, now she tells me. Can you still get silly string? Because yeah. that stuff was all over the nineties. It was great, wasn't it? Well, it was very silly. Yeah, that it was very silly. So that silly. And, that um, string. Slime. We liked a bit of slime. Liked a bit of slime. Silly putty. Silly putty. Yeah. Um, slime was the one that made the fart noises in the tub. You can still get this. <laughs> you can still get that. Yeah. <laughs> she mimed it. She mimed me. Oh three four. Don't. Why are you, why are you loitering with intent? We're having a paper fight, and we, I'll be honest, it's really starting to annoy me. You started it. Yeah, well, I'm going to finish it by Listen. reporting you to the boss who loves me. 
Go and tell Mum. 03459 455 555 is the telephone number if you wish to take part. Do you look at the papers at some point? There's nothing, there's literally nothing. I found one thing that you... Well, mate, (laughs) why don't you have... I don't the mic with my lead. Um, uh, um, oh, oh, there we go. Look, she's okay. answering the phone. The the deaf leopard drummer had his kit built by a local company from St Albans. While he was in hospital, though. Why Surely after having the idea. Why didn't Justin Dealey burst forth with that information? That's the kind of thing that Dealey would... Uh, Dilly would know. I had it in my head that the Estefan moment happened when she was supposed to be coming to Milton Keynes, but... But I don't know. Yeah, I, was, I wasn't very girl. old. Oh, I loved Estefan. Let her I go. Want to be her. Take her out of that magnetic chair and let her go. Oh three four five nine four double five five double five is I the telephone number. I wanted a perm, number. like Gloria Estefan, but I wasn't allowed one. I was only allowed benders. <laughs> Travel news for beds, cards, and bugs. BBC Three Counties Radio. On the M1 southbound, a lane's been closed at Junction 13 for Bedford because of an accident. It's causing three-mile queues on the approach from Junction 14 for Milton Keynes. It's also very slow on the M1 southbound from Junction 10 for Luton Airport towards 9 for Redbourne. And in Redbourne, Mark called to say that there is some water completely across the road between Hill Farm Lane and the High Street on Redbourne Road and St Albans Road. On the trains, East Midlands services are 40-minute delays between Leicester and Kettering because of a signalling problem. And if you're using the London Underground, the Piccadilly line is suspended from King's Cross St Pancras to Pos- Cockfosters because of a signal problem. Samantha Bruff, BBC Three Counties Radio. Across beds, hearts and bugs. This is BBC Three Counties Radio. It's half past six, I'm Liak New. The headlines, Labour's new leader Jeremy Corbyn has announced key appointments to his shadow cabinet. He's named John McDonnell as shadow chancellor, Andy Burnham as shadow home secretary and Hilary Benn as shadow foreign secretary. Hertfordshire Police has begun issuing more than 1,400 body-worn video cameras to its officers. By next month, all frontline staff, including PCSOs, will have one. And a new centre, which will train the UK's armed police officers, could soon be opened in Bedford. If approved, the shooting range will be built inside the disused underground reservoir in Manton Lane. The weather will be sunny at times, but windy with heavy showers and the risk of thunder. Top temperatures around 18 degrees Celsius, 64 degrees Fahrenheit. Three Counties Sports. BBC Three Counties Radio. Watford won their first Premier League game of the season at Vicarage Road. They beat Swansea 1-0 despite going down to 10 men in the second half. Head coach Kike Flores was pleased the win came in front of a home crowd. I'm really happy. I'm very pleased with the performance of the players. I'm very happy the first win finally is coming. I think the players deserve, the fans deserve. I think we are creating a big atmosphere here every time we play in Vicarage Road. Road Elsewhere, there was defeat for the MK Dons, Luton Town and Wickham Wanderers. Stevenage drew two all against York. Novak Djokovic claimed the final Grand Slam of the season with a four-set victory over Roger Federer at the US Open. It means the Serbian has become a ten-time Grand Slam winner. I wouldn't necessarily say I'm dominating, but uh, I definitely am uh, very proud of the, all the achievements. And you know, winning Grand Slam is... Uh, very special for any tennis player when you are dreaming of becoming a professional tennis player when you are you know finding that inspiration motivation these are the tournaments that you dream of winning 
England's cricketers were thrashed in the decisive one-day international at Old Trafford. Australia put their Ashes disappointment behind them as they won by eight wickets to take the Series 3-2. And the Argentinian Rugby World Cup team will be officially welcomed to Haleybury College in Hartford today. Both Argentina and the USA teams will be using the college as a base during the tournament. It gets underway this Friday with Stadium MK hosting three matches. BBC Three Counties News and Sport, more at 7 o'clock. Dangerous uh, rock and roll stars. So far, we have Bucks Fizz, Coach Crash, Estefan, as above, Dylan, Motorbike Crash, 
Rick Allen, the drummer from uh, Def Leppard. Car. Scott Belt said about Curtis Mayfield. Don't know what happened to Curtis Mayfield. A lighting rig fell on him, paralysed him from the neck down. He had to record lying on his back for the rest of his life. I don't know who Curtis Mayfield is. Yes, you do. No, I don't. Move on up that eight-minute track I put oh. on when we went to go to the loo. <laughs> um, Jackson, Pepsi. Yeah. Oh, three, four, five, nine, four, double, five, five, double, five. Oh, Osborne, quad bike. Uh, okay, yeah, we, yeah, okay. And his lifestyle. And, and a drug. <laughs> uh, Chris the Trucker. Hello, my friend. How are you? Um, I'm, oh, we're friends now, are we, Chris? Pardon? What have you got for us? Um, well, if you're, you're talking about rock stars at um, an accident. Well, no, we're talking about the most dangerous rock stars in the world. The world's most deadliest <laughs> rock stars. Yeah, are, are you including ones that have actually died as well? Um, yeah, go on. Yeah, you've got uh, Buddy Ollie, Ricky Valens and the Big Buffer. All Ladies and gentlemen, the, the holy trinity of um, uh, rock. Yes, we'll have that, yeah, of course. Very, very... These all, basically, what we're, I'm learning so far, Chris, is if you are a rock star, don't go yeah. anywhere near an automotive vehicle. <laughs> That's about right at all, isn't it? <laughs> I, I wonder it. Hang on, right? You're a tr any rock stars injured in a truck stop blowaway? Has anything happened? To <laughs> a what? A truck stop blowaway? I don't know where that was going. I don't think. <laughs> don't pull me up on my truck stop blowaway. <laughs> uh, have any truck? What do you know about that? Have any um, uh, rock stars been injured in a truck? Not as far as I know. Could you ask around? I will do for Thank you. Thank you very much indeed, Chris. <laughs> You ask the trucking community, maybe on the old uh, the Citizens Band, the CB, as I like to shorten it. Oh three four five nine four double five five double five is the telephone number if you want to give us a call. Maybe we don't do dead rock star. The, let's not do the dead ones because they're not that tough. Well, they didn't survive. Mm. Estefan survived. She did, yeah. Thinking of some more. What's happened to the Miami Sound Machine? Are they still going on? She's there? still married to him. Hey, that must. That That's must. what she called him. What is he called? Mutt Lange. No, that was uh, Shania's ex-husband. <laughs> Mutt Lange. <laughs> yeah, so imagine that, Kelly. Sounds when you... delicious. <laughs> I'll have. Um, I'll have the Mutt Lange, please. Hold the gravy. <laughs> Gravy's still something different in America, isn't it? And and so biscuits. What are they called? Oh. Biscuits and gra I think biscuits are like they're savoury, aren't they? Biscuits. Oh, okay. Biscuits are like um, kind of like big dry dumplings. Yeah. And what's gravy then? It's not gravy, is it? Yeah, it's gravy. No, it's Their not. gravy is probably Coke. What? Mm. Probably. Have you seen this story about the guy who's suing Facebook? Is it Tom from MySpace? <laughs> <laughs> We don't know what's happened to Tom from MySpace. We don't know what's happened to Tom from MySpace. Father, I wish that guy well, yeah. A father sued Facebook for failing to enforce its age restriction policy, claiming oh. his daughter was expo exposed to online sexual predators at the age of 11. The man who's remained anonymous secured mm, they, an... They got the laughs. Well, I know. This is what I'm thinking. Oh. He secured an undisclosed pay payout from the social networking website, so it worked. The trial had been due to begin last Monday after four years of legal wrangling. It's understood Facebook settled out of court. So apparently she'd put photos of herself, rude photos of herself, on, on various Facebook accounts to contact men. Oh, well, that's... And, um, and the father blamed Facebook for not being stringent enough in its um, age checks. Who do you blame? She shouldn't have had a computer in her bedroom. The dad. I blame the dad. She And if she's been brought up to think it's acceptable to take nudie pictures of herself... Blame the dad. I put various go. accounts. Setting the world to the world to right. My kids are not having a computer in their bedroom. Full stop. Well. All my
mobile phones with internet capability. So good luck. I've kids. ordered a new mobile. Turns out, new the new Apple phone, the, the they do telephones as mm. well as computers. You don't have to queue outside their shops for three days before the release of a new one to get it. You can order it and have it delivered on the day. That's what I did. Wow. Yeah. yeah but you boffins, won't get filmed by the news, though. Those boffins think they're so clever. I'm the clever one. I'll be in bed when that bad boy arrives. They'll be um, in a sleeping bag on Regent Street. Mm-hmm. Um, Ian, you are a video game man, and you haven't wished Mario a happy birthday, happy 30th birthday. No, I haven't, because Mario's not 30, and this is really annoying me. Mario's not 30. Mario is 34. He was in Donkey Kong, mm-hmm. which was 1981. Also, how old was he in Donkey Kong? Because he had a moustache, so he wasn't zero. He's, he's in his 60s. Yeah. Oh, no, I wouldn't say 60s. I'd say late, mid to late 40s. Here we go. Here we go. Care Home scolded for um, calling residents love. Oh, Oh. guys, come on. I mean, that's just outrageous. I bet the residents use worse language. Well, they do because quite often these um, places are staffed by foreigners. Yeah, so they do. I know. A care home has been criticised by inspectors. Please let it be local. Please let it be local. Please let it be local. After employees used affectionate terms such as love and sweetie to address residents. Staff who look... I don't like sweetie. I like love. Sweetie is a tiny child, isn't it? No, it's a... I know, but sweetie's very, very cutesy-cutesy, isn't it? Uh, who look after... Uh, a spokesman said the language was meant to be friendly, but it could be regarded as demeaning and patronising. Well, it depends how it's said, isn't it? Shut up, sweetie! Yeah. <laughs> Get out of the way, love. Or here's your dinner, love. Um, but they'd probably be saying, have you had a wee-wee? I mean, they will be talking like that anyway. Nana done the plopsy. <laughs> <laughs> That's terrible. Oh, you don't say that to her. You say it out. You say in the staff room. Oh, Nana did a terrible plopsy, but not as you're undressing her. You don't go. Oh, that's terrible, Nana. Naughty, Nana. No, no, Nana. Naughty. I love the fact that you think all carers call their their, their residents Nana and Granddad. Hello, <laughs> <laughs> oh, Nana. There's no one. This is, I would like to know more about this story. Not today, but um, <laughs> I don't believe it. I don't believe they've. I, I, I well, don't they've believe been topped off for it. No, because I, I think don't it's believe the widespread. CQC has picked up this care home in Harrogate, North Yorkshire. Oh, and everyone's loved there. Although Harrogate's quite posh. The CQC has certain guidelines they want people to follow, but at our next inspection, we won't be changing these terms of endearment, and we will discuss it with the inspectors and show them this is what our residents want. Oh well, hang on. This and here's, as always with these stories, do read to the last two paragraphs. The inspectors who visited in March also found the home needed to improve the residents' privacy. Right, oh, well, there, there right, you okay. go. Well, you if see. they're getting them changed in front of everybody, there that's something else. There we go, you see. 03459 455 555 down the rabbit hole. We need to say, oh, well, I tell you what, let's get Dealey to go out and talk to old people and I call them love and sweetie. Yeah, see if they mind. See if they mind. I mean, he goes up to, to um, hard cases and calls them geezer. And princess. Yes. Yeah, so. That's just the blokes. Dealey, would you mind doing that for us, my love? Good. <laughs> I can see right to the back of the office, and he's—I just see his little hair popping up above the computer, and then a hand with a oh. raised thumb came up. No worries. <laughs> Thank you, boss. Uh, anything else? There's, there really is nothing in the papers apart from a lot of um, 
Well, really shoddy journalism about Jeremy Corbyn. We'll talk about of, him a bit there's later. There's a bit of schoolyard stuff uh, being thrown about about Jeremy Corbyn. Well, there's a brilliant... Well, all right, I, well, let me just mention this then. There's a brilliant one in the uh, the mail. Where is the mail? Have you got a copy of it there? Yeah. Oh, I've got it, I've got it. There's a thing about tins in Birmingham. We'll do the tins in a second, but there's this I, this, this thing from uh, Andrew Pearce. Right? Oh, yeah. Um, whose uh, nickname, uh, his, his t- CB handle on Twitter is at Tory Boy Pierce. How Corbyn has cost us all three million pounds so far. <gasps> Jeremy Corbyn has cost us three million pounds, the utter scumbag. Yeah, that's in salary and expenses since 1983. In 2003, this is an anti-Corbyn... There we go. Comrade Corbyn will portray his band of hard-left followers as they take control of the Labour Party as champions of the underdog and the low-paid. Since he is in the pocket of trade unions, he will press for a massively increased minimum or living wage. It's really difficult, I think, for someone on Andrew Pearce's salary, for someone on my salary, to criticise uh, an increase in the minimum wage. A massive increase in the minimum wage. Corbyn wants to take the minimum wage up to 10 quid, right? I could not live on 10 quid an hour. I couldn't live on 10 quid an hour. And so I I, I have no right to criticise somebody who wants to take up up to 10 quid an hour, because that's nothing. Still nothing. Um, now, not that he exactly leads by example. Living in a £650,000 house in North London, that's quite cheap for North London, but then Corbyn has done very well out of being an MP. When he was elected in Parliament um, in 1983, an MP was paid £15,000 compared with the average wage of £6,000. He then goes on, uh, MPs are on £74,000 a year, so Corbyn has pocketed £1.4 million in salary alone. Um, the average worker, by comparison, will have earned less than £500,000 so, in the same period. I don't... So by that rationale, no Sorry? MPs have got a right to pass comment about anything? Nothing, it seems, is too good for this particular worker. Power to the people. I tell you what's coming across from uh, a lot of uh, the Conservatives, Pretty Patel and David Cameron. He's going to eat your babies! He's going to... Labour's going to eat your babies now! He's going to eat... Lock up your babies! He's going to eat your babies and fire lasers from his eyes and burn off your genitals! Given the given the fact that there's not an election for another five years, it does seem rather hysterical. Um, and also, every, the, a lot of the Tories and a lot of the Labour people, Chuck at a moon or anybody, they're coming out as really snidey, horrible backstabbers. Listen, Corbyn might be rubbish. I've got no idea. He might be absolutely awful. But we have to give him a go. And at last, I can tell the difference between the Labour Party and the Conservative Party. I can tell the difference. I've not been able to tell the difference since about halfway through Tony Blair's reign. And Conservatives, surely if they were um, securing their policies, they don't need to be slinging mud. Certainly not at this early no. stage. If he's rubbish, then we'll He'll see show he's rubbish. Up, Right on, comrades. Travel news for beds, cards and bugs. BBC Three Counties Radio. On the M25 anti-clockwise, there's been an accident at the junction 21 for the M1 northbound, and that's partially blocked the exit slip road where it merges onto the uh, slip road from the clockwise to get onto the M1 north. On the M1 southbound, there's a lane closed there because of an accident at Junction 13 for Bedford, and that's causing five-mile queues now from Junction 14 for Milton Keynes. And in Redbourne, on the Redbourne Road, there's reported to be surface water between Hill Farm Lane and the High Street, being told to approach that with care. On the trains, East Midlands services have 40-minute delays between Leicester and Kettering because of a signalling problem. And on the London Underground, the Piccadilly line is suspended from King's Cross in Pancras to Wood Green. Samantha Bruff, BBC Three Counties Radio. Thank you, Samantha. 
6.47, it's Monday the 14th of September, I'm Ian Lee, you're down the rabbit hole. The new Labour leader, Jeremy Corbyn, has begun appointing his shadow cabinet. Police officers in Hertfordshire are being issued with body-worn cameras and a new shooting range. This sounds like the most, this sounds like the most exciting thing ever. It's like a James Bond underground The new shooting range could be built in an underground reservoir at Bedford. Well, why is, is this, yes. Yes, I'd like this. When you go to America, if you go to Las Vegas or Hawaii uh, and you walk down the streets, if you go to Waikiki, Waikiki, I don't know. Huh? Waikiki? Why not? Exactly. Thank you. That's what Elton John... Okay. Elton John was recorded, decided to record a, a late 70s hit in Hawaii with a female singing partner. And his producer said, Waikiki? And he said, because she has an excellent voice. In Hawaii. They offer you the opportunity. You get little flyers offering the opportunity to go to to shooting ranges. Mm -hmm. But not just to fire... um, To fire machine guns, AK-47s, all of these things. And here's the question, before we go to the webs. Is there a place I can pay to go and fire a tank? Yeah, the army. Thank you very much indeed, Catherine. Beds, hearts and bucks weather. BBC Three Counties Radio. Good morning. It is a rather autumnal start to the day across all three counties. We have wind, we have some rain. At the moment, a bit of a dry spell, but some really heavy showers on their way. We've had a lot of rain overnight. It's going to continue later. Bright spells between them, however, and we should see a little bit of sunshine. But this increasing breeze coming from the south will continue to uh, increase through the afternoon. So wet and windy um, really is going to feel a bit like autumn today. Maximum temperature is not going to feel the 18 Celsius predicted but that is the numbers we've got so uh, it's not going to feel that great though if you're caught out in one of those showers. Overnight tonight the wind continues to strengthen, still some heavy showers minimum temperature 8 Celsius and for tomorrow um, it starts off again in a similar fashion, rather wet and rather windy but gradually things will die down, we'll see some brighter spells and just one or two showers but these showers tomorrow could be quite pokey, could get some rumbles of thunder in there as well. The wind starts to die down through tomorrow, maximum temperature for Tuesday 18 Celsius and that's your forecast. Original British drama on BBC One. I'm the doctor and I save people. It's a trap. Prepare yourself for teleport. Doctor, listen to me. I know traps. This is a trap. I am prepared. Doctor Who starts September 19th on BBC One and BBC One HD.
Well, Ross, that's XTC and Mayor of Simpleton from their uh, classic late 80s album, Oranges and Lemons. It really is... Um... So me and Catherine... Who's Ross? He's on Twitter. He, just, oh, he says, I like this song. Hello, what is Ross. it? So me and Catherine, um, from October the 3rd, um, Justin's got his own announcement, and we're not we're not treading on Justin's toes, okay? I think he announced this weekend that he was stopping doing the Saturday show twelve till two, okay? He's an, he's said that that's out there, that's fine. If he wants to do anything else, that's up to him, not up to me. Uh, but me and Catherine are having that slot. Yeah, yeah. Twelve till two from October Saturday, October the third, down the rabbit hole with Ian and Kath or Kath and Ian. We're not precious. Don't mind. We're coming up with a name for the Facebook page that we've started, but we can't think of, of how, how to label it. Anyway, we can think of a lot of rude ones, but we don't want to put that on. All there. the facebook.com slash down the rabbit hole, the rabbit hole. It's the rabbit hole. They've all gone, so we're mm. kind of a bit scuppered there. Um, Octo- hole. Sorry. Hole. Let's try. I'll try. I bet hole's gone. Hole's very popular. On I bet um, Courtney Love has has, um, oh, yeah. has done it, hasn't she? Mm. I bet she's done it's it. Probably Courtney Love's hole. What a normal. Is that the breakaway? Is she, are they all original now? <laughs> <laughs> anyway, so it's happening on October the 3rd. But then for the, the next October the 10th, you're not turning up. No, I'm on a um, hen. The all second weekend. show. All weekend. You can phone me up if you want. I can't tell you what will happen. I'm not, I'm not going to do that. Good. Anyway, we don't know what the show's going to be. It's going to evolve on air. So um, let's see if Facebook. Like us. Whole, whole, it has to be five at least five characters long. So whole Our is. Whole? What? Maybe no, nothing. So- <laughs> nothing. <laughs> <laughs> oh, it's weak ankles. It's weak ankles. Um, oh, that's lovely. That's <laughs> absolutely. If anyone's got any that, just hang on. Just, just, just. Hey, Format. Yeah, I do. This was uh, recorded at um, my grandparents had a party at the weekend, and I, I, t- I snuck in my tape recorder. Granddad got the piano out. Hey, all right, there there is. Is. <laughs> now, what's cooler than being cool? Granddad, shut up! Very rude song, this. Just sat there recording it. What's cooler than Ooh, being cool? He was so oh, drunk at this stage. Okay. I'm going to break this thing down in just a few seconds. They don't have me break this thing down for nothing. I want to see you all. On your best behaviour. On your baddest behaviour. Oh, granddad, he's turning it around. Don't tell him I'm playing this, he'll kill me. I'll get him in one day. That was my weekend. That was yours, suckers. I heard that you shook it so hard you had to go to hospital. Anyway, basically, the Saturday show is going to sound like two hours of that. Excellent. Pretty much. Aww. It's going to be fun. No podcast, and it's going to be completely separate from this, but we're calling it Down the Rabbit Hole, so it's not completely, but there'll be, it won't, there'll be no podcast. It's a good, good name. We couldn't think of anything else. Couldn't think of anything else. We're I have push. a question. Hello, Kelly Betts. What if you do have really good bits in there that you want in the podcast? Not allowed. No, no, not allowed. Not allowed. I've, Se- I've decided. Secret bits. And they won't let us have a separate podcast. We're only allowed one podcast. I mean, if someone were to... The, the thing about the internet, right, is piracy is rife. Uh, and so there is, there, there is a very strong chance that someone might podcast it oh. illegally. 
I do not condone that. On the iPlayer, you can now download shows. You can shows. download shows, so can't you? Be its own it could be from there. Yeah. Again, but someone might Billy just put Bootleg it, might get hold of it. Billy Bootleg might put it on a website. And if you do do something really funny, Hello? you can just do it again during the week. Yeah. Oh, yeah, we'll, couple, we'll, we'll, we'll be nicking stuff. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yes. yeah, 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 yeah. Hey, uh, any texts before we... Um, considering there's nothing in the newspapers... Uh, yeah, we're still doing the morning show. Uh, yeah, every, yes. Oh, yeah, six shows a week now, guys. Sorry, Nick, yes. Um, we'll still be doing this show. Six shows, six shows a week. Someone tell Wendy Rowe and those guys on the Facebook page. I think they know. They know already. Um, uh, 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 yeah? I've tried to call them all back, but they're bottling it. What's it what? Say what they're saying, then. Say what you well, say when you did what you did some... to me. Do you know that song? Romantic. yeah. yeah. I'm going to listen. There's, there's nothing there worth reading. No, yeah. Okay. I'm going it's to silly. listen to... Um, I want to play a little Jackie song, but I think they've all got swears in. So today, I think the first song on the album, The Stoop, I don't think that's got swears in. I think you've played that before. Have I played The Stoop? Yeah. I might have done. I might have done. Well, I'll listen to the album. We'll listen to the album in the car. Yeah, we'll monitor it closely. And uh, we'll see if it's got swears in. Well, we filled an hour with very, very little guys... Do we, what do, we call, do we call them little guys now? What are they? Midgets? Kelly Betts, that's what we call it. We call it we've only got two more hours to go. Yeah. We up for the challenge? Well, come not, on. I'm not doing anything else. Might as well. <laughs> Might as well. Travel news for beds, cards and bugs. BBC Three Counties Radio. On the M1 southbound, a lane is closed at Junction 13 for Bedford because of an accident. That's causing delays from Junction 14 for Nilton Keynes. On the M25 anti-clockwise, on the exit slip road at Junction 21 for the M1, there was an accident there earlier, but it has now been cleared out of the way so it's starting to move again. And the M25 anti-clockwise is looking slow from Junction 21 for the M1 to 19 for Watford on the speed sensors. In Redbourne, there's still reports of surface water across the road on Redbourne Road between Hill Farm Lane and the High Street around the Checkers Inn area. I was told to approach that with Ket. Samantha Bruff, BBC Three Counties Radio. Checkers in. Wait your turn like everybody else. There's a queue at this hotel lobby. No, I'm asking, is this the Checkers in? No, it's not, sir. It's a premiere. I'm in the wrong hotel. Sorry to have disturbed you. Local and vocal across beds, hearts and bucks. This is BBC Three Counties Radio. It's seven o'clock, I'm Lee Acknew. The headlines, Jeremy Corbyn begins appointing his shadow cabinet. Hertfordshire police start wearing body cameras and plans for a shooting range in Bedford. BBC Three Counties Radio. Labour's new leader, Jeremy Corbyn, has announced key appointments to his shadow cabinet. He's named John McDonnell as shadow chancellor, Andy Burnham as shadow home secretary and Hilary Benn as shadow foreign secretary. Our political editor, Laura Koonsberg, says he has to strike a difficult balance. Jeremy Corbyn has achieved at least part of the first big goal he set himself to put forward a team not just made up of people from his part of the edge of the party, the left wing, but a team that contains people from the centre of the Labour Party and people with heavy hitting reputations, people who are well known in the Labour movement. Hertfordshire Police has begun issuing more than 1,400 body-worn video cameras to its offices. By next month, all frontline staff, including PCSOs, will have one. 
Councillors in Milton Keynes will decide this week how they'll help Syrian refugees coming to the new city. Most councils have been reluctant to say more about what they're prepared to do until they get instructions from the government. David Simmons from the local government association says it's important that refugees aren't sent to areas where there's already a homeless problem. It simply isn't right to look at potentially dumping people on waiting lists in areas that already have a shortage of accommodation. And that's why we're looking to those areas of the UK where there are school places, where there are uh, surplus homes available, probably to, to come forward and take the most and the largest groups of refugees coming to the UK. A new centre which will train the UK's armed police officers could soon be opened in Bedford. The shooting range will be built inside the disused underground reservoir in Manton Lane. Carol Abercrombie reports. The reservoir was decommissioned by Anglian Water two decades ago. Construction work will begin within the next few months to build specialist shooting ranges, including vast studios that can be decked out to create realistic hostage, siege and terrorism scenarios. Its six-foot-thick walls mean stray bullets or even the sound of firing can't leave the site. The centre, costing £20 million and covering 200,000 square feet, is due to open in 2017. In sport, Novak Djokovic has won the US Open after beating Roger Federer in four sets at Flushing Meadow. Speaking on court, he paid tribute to his opponents. I have a tremendous respect for Roger and um, what his game is uh, presenting to to me and to any other player. You know, uh, just an incredible record and everything he has achieved in his, in his career, coming out on the court, knowing that uh, you're playing against probably the best player in the history of the game definitely adds a little bit more of pressure so and the weather will be sunny at times but windy with heavy showers and the risk of thunder top temperatures around 18 degrees celsius that's 64 degrees fahrenheit you can get the latest news and sport online at bbc.co.uk slash three counties thank you lee we're trying to find the world's most dangerous rock stars not the world's deadliest rock stars so the Buddy Holly Big Bopper Richie Valance call, I'm afraid, has to be stricken from the record. In, struck from the record. So far, the world's most dangerous rock stars are Box Fizz, Coach Crash, Estefan, Coach Crash, Dylan, Motorbike Accident, or was it? Rick Allen, drummer from Def Leppard, Car Crash. Jackson, Pepsi. Mayfield, light rigging. Oh, Ace Fraley, uh, guitarist with, with... Do they have to be... I mean, well, OK, you know. I've got another one. Ace Fraley, guitarist with Kiss, electrocuted live on stage. He's still alive, barely. Cass, pipe. Ladies and gentlemen. Oh, yes. 03459 We're looking for the most dangerous rock stars in the world. You can text as well, but... Across beds, hearts and bucks. This is BBC Three Counties Radio. That George Michael, snappy snaps. (laughs) George George Michael, camera. Um, Ollie, our Bedford fishing correspondent, says, uh, Fishing tonight, guys. What, on a Monday? We'll let you know tomorrow morning how it goes. Can't talk right now. At work. I wonder if he's going for a chub again. (laughs) Good morning, Miss Shouty Chris. 
good morning. Daniel Beddenfield, quad bike. Oh, oh lady. Beddingfield. He was, he was uh, this happened in New Zealand, and he had to stay in New Zealand for about a year because yeah, he, was, he, was, neck, he had a broken neck. He was unfit to travel. When I interviewed him before the accident, he was unfit to hold a conversation. He is, um, he really is a character, <laughs> I'm going to say. <laughs> The worst, uh, the worst ever feedback I'd ever had after an interview was the Daniel Bedingfield uh, interview I did for a television show. It was pre-recorded, right? So they could edit bits out. But um, I made the mistake of asking him. He what? Right. The script was we we had these strict questions we had to stick to, Chris. Right, and we had to ask yeah. him about his songs, and we had to ask him a little bit about Jesus. Right. <laughs> and he kept going on about girls kept going on about girls a little bit too much right mm. and i said oh daniel all right so you're going on about girls and jesus so for those who, who are curious you're definitely not gay he went no 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 after the interview his pr woman strode up to me in front of everybody i was working with and said what the effing f- flip was that all about that was effing disgusting you went off you went off script we have had these questions verified and checked and you went off script it was Daniel Beddingfield. <laughs> Daniel Beddingfield. And uh, I got my own back. I refused to introduce him when he was miming to a song. I said, I ain't doing that. I'm going home. And I went home. And uh, Kate Lawler had to do it instead. That'll teach him. That'll teach him. Yeah, yeah. Mm, right. Then there was, then there was right. Natasha Beddingfield. Uh, she was quite good. I like that song. Hip, hub, beat. She depresses me. Why? I just don't like her way uh, droning. But I do like Jermaine Jackson's Why Don't You Do What You Do When You Did What You Did To Me. And didn't I sing that beautifully? Lovely. I recognised it straight away. Well, because I did the tune and the, the words. That's, I mean, that's, uh, that's, that's why. You've got it, babe. That, well, but, you, can, you can have it if you want it. I've got a spare one. <laughs> <laughs> but what I've rung up about is yep. um, in the election, when we had that vote and we were voting for police, I voted to Sorry. pay the extra. Oh, yeah. Oh, right. this was the... Um, the, the Bedfordshire y- Police Crime Commission yeah. is a precept yeah. thing. Yes. Right. And they were saying, without that money, they're going to have to cut yes. the policing because it costs something like four or five million a year for the policing. Right. And yet they're going to waste 20 million what? on a firing range. Hang on. Where are they getting this money from? Because we're, we're having it's... all these cuts. I don't think that's f- just specifically for the police. I think we can all go there, can't we? I think it's for I police don't... training. Is it? Mm-hmm. Yeah. But it won't just be Bedfordshire, will it? Well, it needs to say that in this because it says here a new shooting range could be built in an underground. I thought that was like for. for Let me just check. Hang on. I'll, I thought that was for the Lee's kids. Just there, I can ask him. Go and ask Lee. Why are you doing that? I'll play a musical interlude. Hang on. You like this one, Chris? No, I don't. <laughs> Hang on. Classic. Don't you know, don't you know, don't you know This is a great song Yeah, but the singer's rubbish, you're better He's worth a mile Better than my weird, weird brother My brother's nuts He shouldn't do interviews He's got an attitude problem. Anyway, 
Yeah, it's definitely for the police. And it's for oh. the police across the country. So it's oh. not just Bedfordshire Police's, you know, playground. Do you take that back now, Ms Shouty Chris? I don't know. It depends how much Bedfordshire have got to add to the... Well, they've got to practice shooting. They've got to practice shooting. Well, they're practising shooting now, so why don't Ooh. they just... Politics. I've, we've got, Chris, we've got to move on to finish this song. I love you, I love you, I love you, I love you. She really was the uh, true successor to Alicia's Attic. Oh three four five nine four double five five double five. It's a very police-filled show today for many reasons, including this one. Hertfordshire Police are rolling out more than 1,400 body-worn video cameras to their officers and PCSOs. They're following Bedfordshire Police, who um, uh, rolled out 1,000 cameras earlier this year. There's two uses of the word rolled. Let's try and drop one for the next read. Noted. Uh, Bernard Ricks is from Bedfordshire, the former Home Office Police Advisor. Morning, Bernard. Oh, where you're there? Sorry, morning, Bernard. I've got you now. Um, these uh, b- b- cameras being worn by um, uh, police officers—it's becoming the norm, isn't it? Absolutely, it is being rolled out. There we are. Not use of the word across the country, and uh, not just Hertfordshire, but also Bedfordshire and uh, North, South, East, and West. Have they proved successful? We know that Bedfordshire's had them for a while. Is it working? Uh, yes, it reduces uh, antisocial behaviour, uh, reduces cri- um, reduces complaints against the police, although uh, initially when they were be- first introduced, um, some police officers were concerned about their use, um, now uh, pretty universally uh, welcomed by police. Uh, and uh, police officers uh, on the front line um, are wearing them uh, quite regularly. Who's it supposed to protect, the police or the punters? Well, certainly complaints against the police have gone down. Um, There are far earlier um, guilty pleas being entered in some of the cases where there is um, body um, camera uh, evidence available. Uh, So, in a way, it protects both. It's certainly also been used in instances of um, allegations of domestic violence where police officers go in and uh, are able, as soon as they go in, then to record the... Uh, circumstances where they've gone into uh, instances of domestic violence, and uh, that also is available to use uh, as evidence. The, the the problem is that, that well, the problem that some people are, are suggesting is that the police officers get to choose when they turn the cameras on and off. So there is always the chance that um, uh, if if I uh, feel slighted, bullied by a police officer, threatened by a police officer, uh, they may not be filming it. So I don't have any evidence. It depends on the model of the uh, camera that's being used. Uh, so uh, certainly if there were questions of, of the, being at the police officer's discretion turning on and off, then that could raise uh, instances where uh, the if there were no body camera evidence uh, available, then the defence solicitor would uh, effectively use that against the um, uh, police officer and... and but why not just have them on all the time? That technology is, is available to have them... You, you go out and as soon as you step out of that, that, uh, the, police, uh, the police station, it, you, you turn it on and you don't turn it off until you get back. There are then questions of, of battery life. So how long would that battery actually last? In the same way that uh, when we've got mobile, mobile phones, batteries don't necessarily last all day. Uh, so And there are also questions about the ability to make the evidence available. If you're, if you're streaming that information all day, um, uh, sound and video, then that's quite a significant amount of storage that you have to go through. 
Well, yeah, but it could, it could be managed, couldn't it? I mean, you you could you could. Uh, uh, I mean, I don't know how, but you say we, we'll we'll keep this on file for for two weeks, and after two weeks, this you know it will uh, it, it will delete itself. It, it certainly can be managed, but it does raise further questions as to where it's stored. In some cases, uh, some of the manufacturers of these body cams actually store the um, information uh, in in the cloud, and then uh, there are concerns about the extent to which people can uh, uh, yeah. access or, or hack that information. Um, doesn't always happen that way, but sometimes it is. Uh, in fact, I believe in the vast majority of cases it is uh, saved on, on police, office, uh, police uh, servers uh, themselves. So then lie and impossible to hack. But there are also questions about the extent to which uh, when uh, police officers actually video other people who is not involved in the altercation or the incident, to what extent those other people um, ought to be able to make, uh, to get access to that information that the police are now storing. How much more stuff can cop- coppers carry? It sounds like a flippant question, but they, they, but I, I mean it genuinely. They, they, they have, over the years, you must have seen such an increase in the amount of equipment that they have to have strapped to themselves. There's a very great deal of equipment, ranging from um, protective vest through to uh, CS spray, maybe a side-handled baton, certainly the the radio, now the body cam, um, and, of course, uh, other protective equipment that they might well wear, handcuffs uh, and, and so on. So uh, you certainly have to be fit when you're a police officer. Uh, always interesting talking, Bernard. Thank you very much indeed. Bernard Ricks from Bedfordshire, former uh, Home Office police advisor. This is Ian Lee on BBC Three Counties Radio. We've just, I'll tell you what, it's later than I thought. We've just had a mad rush on Twitter of uh, the most dangerous rock stars of all time. Uh, at Ian Lee, 03459 455 555. The list we've got so far, Bucks Fizz, Coach, Estefan Coach, Dylan Motorbike, Rick Allen Carr, Springfield Lighting Rig and Jackson Pepsi. Uh, there's some good ones coming through on uh, Twitter. We'll get those after we've got the Trav. Travel news for beds, cards and bugs. BBC Three Counties Radio. There are delays on the M1 southbound from Junction 14 for Milton Keynes to 13 for Bedford because of an accident that happened earlier. There's a lane closed there. On the M40 towards London, it's very slow just before Junction 4 for the High Wycombe Handicross roundabouts. And on the M25, it's looking very busy anti-clockwise between Junction 26 Fortham Abbey and 25 for Enfield through the Homestead Tunnel. In London Coney on the North Orbiter Road, it's very slow at the London Coney roundabout because of the roadworks. And in Redbourne, it's reported to have surface water on the road in Redbourne Road in both directions directions between Hill Farm Lane and the High Street by the Checkers Inn. On the trains, uh, on the underground, the Piccadilly line is still suspended between King's Cross St Pancras and Cockfosters. Samantha Breath, BBC Three Counties Radio. Thank you, Sammy. Mm, oh, it's 7.15. It is uh, Monday, the 14th of September. I'm Ian Lee. These are your headlines on BBC Three Counties Radio. Labour's new leader, Jeremy Corbyn, has announced key appointments to his shadow cabinet. Hertfordshire Police has begun issuing body cameras to all its frontline officers, and a new shooting range could be built at an underground reservoir in Bedford. Tomorrow night, MK Dons face a tough trip north as they take on former Watford manager Sean Dyche's Burnley. I still think there's more to come in terms of being productive in the attacking end of the, the field. You can hear the whole game live in Three Counties Sports. And MK Dons have got their fourth goal! Tomorrow night from 7, here on BBC Three Counties Radio. OK, so we're asking for the, uh, the, the world's most dangerous rock stars. 
Uh, Catherine, we've got some. Have you seen? Can you see the Texas? Yeah, 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 yeah. Do you want to read the them out to yeah. the boys and girls? Steve Ray Vaughan helicopter crash. Says okay. Ollie Bedford. Oh, oh, who? Oh, 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 he didn't. Die. Did he die in it? I don't know. Because I was about to say that band, but then that band died in it. So we're not doing those that died in it. Mm. We did that, that's the All deadliest right, well, rock and roll. While I look into that, how about this? Yeah. Uh, Pete, this is awful. Oh. Adrian says Pete Townsend did one of his trademark windmill moves and put a whammy bar right through his hand. Yes, ah! in the, uh, I believe the 1989 The Kids Are All Right tour, he did that. Yeah, oh. he, he wasn't used to playing with a whammy bar, doing his windmill. Get some Savlin on that and don't pick it. That's, that's an actual bootleg recording of that incident. I went to a happening. Paul Simon concert once. I'm sorry to hear that. He broke a nail. Can he go in? Ah, Keith Richards had to cancel um, a, a whole Rolling Stones tour because he sprained a finger. Giving mm. it that to uh, um, Mick Jagger, probably. <laughs> With gusto. Brian Harvey. Oh, dear. We've had Brian, Brian Harvey. <laughs> Brian Harvey, this is from Russ, eating baked potatoes and carrying out reverse manoeuvres. I was unaware of the baked potato element to that story. I didn't know that so was, was part I, of it. It just adds to the recklessness, doesn't it? Uh, very, very reckless. Uh, Zoe Lee says Bono and his bike accident in Central Park. Oh, it, well, yeah, and the, the, um, the, the weird part of that story was Bono was interviewed and said, I may never play the guitar again. Oh, I didn't know he played the guitar. You're not the guitarist. That's... um. One of Adam, is, is the, the Edge. The Edge. What does Adam do? He's the drums. What's the other fella called? It's his band. The other fella's band, you know. Is it? Yeah. No. Yeah, yeah, it's, yeah. It's everyone's band. No, no. But the, the Utu belong to everybody, apart from um, uh, tax because they don't pay any tax. They don't pay no tax, no tax. Steve Walsh, scooter on holiday, says Dave T. I don't know if Steve Walsh is a I famous man. I don't either. Man. I'm going to nod and smile and look him up. Okay. Maybe it's just his mate. Walsh. Well, it's Disco Dave, so you'd think it'd be a musical one. Hang on. Musician. American musician. Was in Kansas. Playing the bass. On bass, it's Mr. Dave Steenbeck. Who's the other fella? Vaughan? Something Vaughan? Stevie Ray Vaughan. He right. was famous, but if he's dead, he doesn't count. I'm right. not doing the world's deadliest Stevie. rock stars this morning, guys. Right. Uh, and uh, also, we can... Um, 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 well, no, it's well, only, he's dead now. This dying. only works if you're a rock star, so you can't take part in this. You Does can't take part Dave in this. Dave Grohl count? Broke his leg? No, I don't like Dave Grohl. Why? I love him. No. Give me one good reason why you don't I like don't, Dave I don't actually need to. Yeah, you do, because no. I'm asking of it. Do you know what I like about Dave you Grohl? Do what? I'm asking of it. Okay. So what I like about Dave Grohl is his um, teeth-beard combo. Yeah, do you know there's what I mean? a lot going on there, around the hill. Yeah, it's a lot. Busy. Utter Dave Grohl nonsense. The Dave Grohlers. <laughs> well, that ended... Um, Suddenly, didn't it? Oh three four five nine four double five five double five is the phone number. Now, in the next few days, Milton Keynes will decide how the council can help Syrian refugees. Last week, David Cameron announced the country would take in twenty thousand refugees, but is yet to give more details. Most other councils we've asked in the three counties have been reluctant to say more about what they're prepared to do until they get instructions from government. Well, Sabi Dalu is from Stand Up for Racism and helped organise the refugee rally in London at the weekend. Uh, morning, Sabi. Why did you organise a rally? 
Um, well, we organised the. Um, it was a it was a major uh, march and uh, rally in central London, and uh, it was part of a national day of action around the country. We had events um, around the country, people unveiling banners at football matches and um, uh, other local uh, rallies. And we did so because we wanted to send a clear message from Britain ahead of today's EU meeting about how countries are taking responsibility for the current refugee crisis. Um, and we wanted to say to our government that Britain must welcome more refugees because in comparison with what Germany is accepting and the countries surrounding Syria, there are around 4 million refugees in the countries surrounding Syria. There are hundreds of thousands um, in Germany. 20,000 over five years is a very small amount in comparison. We're doing more than America, and America's massive. Yes, I, I agree that uh, the USA should be doing... They're taking like a couple of thousand or something, aren't they? It's not many. Yes, I agree. Um, I think certainly they should be doing more. Um, I suppose um, perhaps there's a, a, a bit of a practical difficulty in relation to people being on the other side of the uh, Atlantic Ocean. But absolutely, I agree they should be doing more. Uh, there are some people who would suggest that the 20,000 is too many, and we don't want that lot over here. What would you say to them? Mm. Yeah, I mean, I think that um, the the main argument being um, uh, peddled against refugees coming is that um, there is too much strain on public services already. You know, where there's already a lack of social housing, there's not enough money going into um, education and health, and we're not doing enough to combat homelessness here. And I completely agree with that. I think we do need more investment in health. We need more investment in education. We absolutely need more investment in social housing. And we need to be helping the homelessness here. But I don't think we should counterpose um, supporting people here and people's living standards here to our obligations under the UN Geneva Convention on Refugees, which was set up after the Second World War because the whole world said never again after the Holocaust and um, all of that was exposed. So we do have an obligation to house refugees, but we also must look after people here as well properly. Um, several European countries are meeting today to discuss um, options. No one is going from the UK, I think. Uh, I'm guessing you'll be disappointed by that. Uh, well, Theresa May's um, attending the um, EU meeting. Oh, she's going, is she? OK, right. Yes, yes. Uh, is, and, and what we, do we know what we're expecting to come from that? Are they just going to kind of uh, finalise what they've agreed already? It will be very interesting um, because obviously um, Germany um, has taken what looks like a... Well, I think there's two things with Germany's approach. They've currently um, closed their borders ahead of today's meeting, which one could be to um, apply leverage to other European countries like Britain to take more responsibility. Because just to give you a scale of how many refugees they've um, welcomed, they took 40,000 in one weekend. So if you think in comparison with our pledge to take 20,000 over five years, from a country like Germany's point of view, you can see why that doesn't come across like a really big contribution to the crisis. So they currently close their borders, and so how many more they take is now up for discussion. And secondly, perhaps there's a genuine um, 
um, practical crisis at the moment because Germany is saying that, well, you know, all of their um, sports hall, all of their community centres are actually quite full with refugees at the moment. And actually what needs to be discussed is how these people are properly housed and properly looked after. Uh, Farage, a person I don't often uh, cite on this show, um, said something interesting the other week. He's worried that um, uh, uh, amongst this 20,000, um, one, two, maybe more uh, members of ISIS could uh, con their way in. Now, uh, Farage is probably saying these things because he's a little bit of a, uh, um, a something stirrer and likes to cause trouble and dissension. But he's actually got a point on this one, hasn't he? How do we vet all of these people to make sure that everybody is a genuine refugee and doesn't pose a threat to us? Well, I think, first of all, on that issue, um, well, actually, if you look at what's going on in Syria and what's going on in Britain, um, ISIS are currently um, in a battle with um, Assad, the Assad um, government in Syria. Um, And here in Britain, we've got people actually leaving here, British-born people leaving here to go to Syria, and we've had terrorist attacks um, um, on 7-7 and other attempted attacks um, by people that were born here. So I think the issue is people that are born here and going to Syria and um, getting involved in this sort of activity. I don't think there is very much of a threat of Syrian people leaving Syria to come here and commit a terrorist attack because they're busy in a fight with Assad. They're fighting for their country, so they're busy over there. But I think, um, obviously, you know, one does have to um, do proper checks um, on uh, people's backgrounds and so on and so forth. But um, I don't think what Mr Farage is saying is actually holds any um, uh, validity if you look at what's really going on in relation to terrorism. I think that is just scaremongering. All right, Sabi, nice one. Thanks for talking to us. I'm sure we'll speak again at some point. Thank you very much. Thanks for your time. There we go. So, uh, Sabi Dalou from Stand Up uh, for Racism. Standing up for race? Are they standing up for racism or are they standing up against? They're against. They're I think. against racism. Just to clarify. Just to clarify, there. Stand up. Stand up. It can't be stand up for racism. Stand You'd up. Think it would be two, wouldn't it? Stand up to racism. Let me just check. I mean. Stand up. That's a pretty big error if someone's written that. Stand up. Let's stand up for racism, guys. I might have to issue some Chinese burns. Oh, I don't think you can call them Chinese burns, mate. We're standing up for racism here. The Chinese should be proud of Chinese burns. They're an excellent method. Why can't the Chinese whisper? That's the thing. Why are they got to talk so loud? I don't know. Should we play Chinese whispers? Stand up to racism. Yeah. Who wrote that? That would have been Ben. Shags, you flipping plum. Right, OK. Well, that's fine. We'll make the punishment fit the crime. He has to... Um, um, bl- no, he has to... Ah, OK. Do stand up. Um, for, he has to stand up for racist jokes. He has to actually do stand up for racism. That'll teach him. That'll teach him. Don't mess with us, shags. This is Ian Lee on BBC Three Counties Radio. Feeling sexy. I knew you were. Now, Mark Kay. Morning, Mark Kay. On the text, thinks Enrique Iglesias has come a cropper trying to catch a drone. Now, it's true. Is it true? Have you not seen the video footage? I mean, I was badly enough oh. trying to fly a drone. Oh, yeah. Well, he's he's doing a concert or something. I'll find it on YouTube and send it over. He's doing a concert and there's like a drone filming him and stuff. And I think he tries to bat it away. What an idiot. And it completely um, knackers his hat. I tell you what, let's have the trab and I'll find that clip for you. Hang on. 
Travel news for beds, cards and bugs. BBC Three Counties Radio. Am I early for the Trav? Am I a little I, bit... Oh. I don't think you are. Oh. Maybe she's late. OK, well, I found the clip. All you've got to type in is Enrique uh, Drone. And uh, can you see it? Because that could describe his singing method sometimes. <laughs> I, why does he love to see us cry? I don't know. He's, he's just... clapping, he's clapping, he's clapping. He's cl- doing the high clap. He's <laughs> singing. Someone's filmed this on a mobile phone. Please, if you're filming anything newsworthy on a mobile phone, just turn your camera uh, into, uh, into landscape. That's all you've got to... There's a drone. He grabs the drone. Oof. Oh, he always wants to be a hero. Oh! Can be your hero, baby. I don't know why, but I do like to see him cry. <laughs> <laughs> he's grabbing it. He's pushing it. He's pulling it. He's pushing it. He's pull- is, is Travel there? She's coming in now. Okay. There she goes. Keep describing. He's pushing it. He's pulling it. This is a long clip. He's knocking his hand. Oh. He's knocking his hand. He carries on singing. The explo- are, you, are you there yet, Sammy? What are you talking about? Uh, Well, if you'd been here on time, you'd know. Let's have the travel. (laughs) On the M1 southbound, there's a lane closed between Junction at Junction 13 for Bedford. That's causing delays from Junction 14 for Milton Keynes. And the M40 towards London has delays before Junction 4 for the High Wycombe Handicross roundabouts. It's also busy on the M25 anti-clockwise around Junction 26 for Waltham Abbey. And on the train departure boards, there are no major delays. But on the London Underground, the Piccadilly line is suspended between King's Cross St Pancras and Cockfosters. Samantha Breath, BBC Three Counties Radio. Across beds, hearts and bugs. This is BBC Three Counties Radio. It's half past seven. I'm Lee Agnew. The headlines. Labour's new leader, Jeremy Corbyn, has announced key appointments to his shadow cabinet. He's named John McDonnell as shadow chancellor, Andy Burnham as shadow home secretary and Hilary Benn as shadow foreign secretary. Police investigating computer disks containing offensive material that were left outside homes in Buckinghamshire have arrested a man from Hemel. It's believed these CDs contain illegal pornographic material, religious warnings and computer viruses. And Hertfordshire Police has begun issuing more than 1,400 body-worn video cameras to its officers. By next month, all frontline staff, including PCSOs, will have one. The weather will be sunny at times but windy with heavy showers and the risk of thunder. Top temperatures around 80. 18 degrees Celsius, 64 degrees Fahrenheit. Three Counties Sports. BBC Three Counties Radio. Aston Villa conceded three goals in the final 20 minutes to go down 3-2 at Leicester City. Watford won their first Premier League game of the season, beating Swansea 1-0 at Vicarage Road. Head coach Kiko Flores was pleased the win came in front of a home crowd. I'm really happy. I'm very pleased with the performance of the players. I'm very happy the first win finally is coming. I think the players deserve, the fans deserve. I think we are creating a big atmosphere here every time we are playing in Vicarage Road. Elsewhere, there were defeat for the MK Dons, Luton Town and Wickham Wanderers. Stevenage drew two all against York. Novak Djokovic claimed the final Grand Slam of the season with a four-set victory over Roger Federer at the US Open. It means the Serbian has become a ten-time Grand Slam winner. It's been an incredible season. Next to the 2011, probably the best season of my life. But I'm enjoying this year more than I did any uh, previous one because... I'm a husband and I'm a father and uh, this makes it even, uh, you know, more sweeter, I guess. 
England's cricketers were thrashed in the decisive one-day international by Australia, who take the series 3-2. England coach Trevor Bayliss admits it wasn't the ideal finish to a fantastic summer. Obviously a disappointing day, but I mean, in the history of the game, it's, it, it's happened throughout history, hasn't it? And to, uh, you know, and to, I think every team in the world has gone had days like that. I think that you know, the, the aim is to have uh, as few of those types of days as possible. And the Argentinian Rugby World Cup team will be officially welcomed to Haleybury College in Hartford today. Both Argentina and the USA teams will be using the college as a base during the tournament. BBC Three Counties News and Sport, more at 8 o'clock. Hang on. Well, I'm not the kind to kiss and tell, but I've been seen with up. I've never been with anything less than a nine. So fine. I've been on fire with Sally Field Gone fast with a girl named Bo But somehow they just don't end up as mine It's a death-defying life I lead I take my chances I die for living in the movies and TV But the hardest thing I ever do Is watch my leading ladies Kiss some other guy while I'm bandaging I might fall from a tall building I might roll a brand new car Cause I'm the unknown stuntman That made Redford such a star I've never spent much time in school But I taught ladies plenty It's true I hire my body out for pay I've gotten burned over Cheryl Teague's blown up for Rocky Welch But when I wind up in the hay, it's only hay Hey, hey, I might jump an open drawbridge Or Tarzan from a vine Cause I'm the unknown stuntman That makes Eastwood look so fine Actually, the more I listen to the song, the, initially it reminds me of you know being a kid and, and um, um, full guy baths. Mm. Then reminds it, me of a naked Scott Valkyrie now. Yeah. Then it reminded me of um, just like fun. And then you take the lyrics literally and it's like fun stunts. Now, having heard it for about 127 times, flipping that is sad. Who is that guy? No one knows who that guy really is. No one knows that he, he's there making other people look good, yet he doesn't get the credit he deserves. No. This guy. Or any smooching. Yeah. And he's... He, uh, uh, mm. But also he's listing all the women that he's done stunts for. Yeah. Used to get that in the 80s. If you used to watch the A-Team or um, uh, action films from the 80s, uh, the stunt, they weren't, you didn't get stunt women. They haven't been, been born yet. So it was all men in wigs. Well... Oh, here we you go. You can also get stunt dancers. What? Right? You know that famous um, dance in... Uh, what's it called? Flash dance. No. Yeah, where she's wearing the really high-cut black leotard. No, nope, don't know that. she's doing this. Don't know that. And then she goes across the desk and she does this. That was a fella. It was a man. What, a sexy man? A sexy man. I probably would then, in that case. You probably did. I'd... Pete doesn't like the full guy. Never mind. Never mind, Pete. Only, only another six months of it to go and then we'll come up with something different. Liam Milton Keynes. Morning, Lee. He's accusing you of partridging. <laughs> <laughs> on the text he's, he says he's pushing it he's pulling it it was classic partridge and like clock glances oh yeah I'll give you that one Lee. I can't um... 
Gosh, he sees right through us, doesn't he? Budget crude oil. I really need to go to the toilet, but I daren't because I could be there all morning. That's the second time you've said that to me. First time on air. Yeah. Second time is a private conversation. There's private conversations. They're not for air. You've just um, um, betrayed my trust. Sorry. You were invited into the house of trust, and I'm afraid I'm going to have to ask you to leave I in just, disgrace. I'm just saying that. Leave via the back. Air, leave via the back entrance. I don't need to hear it. I've missed it, and I'm glad. Crude oil. Yeah. Budget supermarket chain Aldi mm-hmm. has goofed again. Oh, goofed again. I thought they were doing pretty well. On its trendy packaging by selling o- olive oil, which appears to say poo on the label. <laughs> <laughs> this is after the biscuits, the country biscuits. Steady. Steady, steady, steady. Oh, fine, I'm a professional. Yes, this is, um, this is after the country biscuits. Um, the Giant's latest luxury brand includes a protected designation of origin label in accordance with EU rules. Mm-hmm. But bungling designers... Sorry, what is this? A bit melancholy. Too, a bit too melancholy. Hang on a minute. Oh, my, my battery's about to go on my computer. Got 1%. Oh. Sorry? Again. There we go. Uh, hang on, we'll have this. We'll have this until my battery goes. If it stops, means your battery's gone. Uh, but bungling design and sh- designer shortened it to PDO on the bottle, drawing sniggers from shoppers because it looks more like poo! And that really is, Justin, the best story in the newspaper today. The very best. The creme de la creme, yeah, player? Very, very quiet news stories today. Mm. Um, did I hear a rumour that you were doing songs that make you want to get naked a moment no. ago? Um, no. No? No? I was just thinking Sunita, so macho. When were we doing that? I mentioned, songs that, I mentioned that, that Scott ma- Balcony's naked moment in the Fall Guy okay. Songs that make you want to get naked. Which one was yours? Sunita, so macho, in the mirror. Wowzers. Oh, gosh. Oy. It's a frightening insight. That's well, a terrifying... Um... A delicious insight. By the way, Justin. Yeah. Thank you for um, uh, warming up the audience in the 12 till 2 slot on Saturdays. Thank you, mate. Thank Catherine you. and I look forward to um, uh, having your baton placed in our hands <laughs> and running with it from October the 3rd. Yes, yes, looking forward to it. It's going to be good. And I'll let you, you know, whenever you want, you go. I'm, I'm not saying a word, but I know there'll be a lot of disappointed people that won't get to hear you on middays on Saturdays. But I will be going somewhere else. I'll be mentioning in that uh, this uh, this Saturday. I'll you see? Yes. You see all you haters? Kelly, what was that? Is he going to heart? Fingers crossed. There's nothing to hate, guys. There's nothing to hate this it's all time. Love. Seriously, seriously, you, you can look, but on this particular occasion, there's nothing to hate. There's nothing there's, there's, there but love. There's, there's, it's, it's all love. We've, we've just set up a Facebook page for the down the rabbit mm. hole. Some yeah. snarky people went there and joined there to cause trouble. Ah, you're gone. You're gone. <laughs> well, really? we, oh yeah, that lot. Not they're, having all that. Nonsense. We're not having that. It's a, t- the two-hour show that we're going to do. It's a, it's a fun, fun, fun till uh, the daddy takes the T-bird away. I did put on the about section. Do what you like, but play nicely. They yeah. didn't play nicely, they're out. No uh, snarkiness. Thing, though, isn't it? You know, no. so, so, if somebody says to you in a restaurant, oh, by the way, the plate, it's really hot, don't touch it, what's the first thing you do? <laughs> you touch the plate. <laughs> that, that, that was they your touched big mistake my there, plate. Yeah, yes. they touched my plate. Here's the thing. So I, I, I was in Swindon on Saturday nights. Boy, oh boy, that's a place. Um, and we went for a Pizza Express. Whoa. Yeah, I, I know. Nice. Yeah. And we had the ten-pound deal. Two of us, me and my mate Simon, we had the ten-pound deal. So you get a starter mm-hmm. and a pizza for tenner. Oh, I don't need a starter. Their pizza's big enough. Well, it was very bready, and I, I felt very bloated when I was on stage. And boy, oh boy, was I letting rip. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> well, but, uh, so guy. we had that. So, so two people 
uh, uh, Justin. Yep, yep. £10 meal each and tap water, what's that going to come to? Uh, that will come to, I would presume, £20. £24. Now... Well, what, what? Yeah, ex- service charge. No, service was not included. So then we left her a tip. And what I think was, right, we said we're going to have the £10 deal. If anyone can explain this to me, please do. We paid it, of course, without question. We're British. But so we, we said we'll have the ten pound, two £10 deals. I'll have the, we'll, we'll have two mozzarella garlic breads and I'll have a margarita. I like it simple when my friend Simon had something different. And then she said, do you want the like normal pizza or the flat stretchy oh, pizza? Oh, yes, you specified. Well, yeah. we said we'll have the flat stretchy pizza because you, th- you think you get lighter. more of it. Um, and I, we think that she then charged us more for that. Well, then why would you want, we said we want the £10 deal. Outrageous. That's, she's completely balls it up. You should have complained to her at the time. Or, or, or slagged her off on the radio. I don't know which one's best. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe do a glum face in the sun. To be absolutely fair, I was in the same restaurant last night and they did say In Swindon? No, not in Swindon. No, no. I've only ever been to Swindon once for a Luton Town game. We won. I got out quickly. But uh, yeah, in terms of Pizza Express last night, they said to me, if you want to have the pizza that you're talking about, it will be extra. They did warm me up front last night. And I also had three lots of garlic butter. Beautiful. Oh, I love the garlic butter. Yeah, and that Uh, was free. Did your girlfriend also have it? Because otherwise that's antisocial. No, absolutely. You always make sure that uh, your partner has the same. Altogether or not at all. smear your butter Mm. over your partner's lips. Yeah, it's a good vibe. Um, Ribena Rosie, dangerous rock stars. Uh, Ray Davis, shot in the leg whilst chasing a robber who snatched his girlfriend's bag in New Orleans. Hero. Dangerous rock stars. Keith Richards fell out of a coconut tree, says Donna Miss Jones. That was what he did. Um, That's not what we've sent you out on today, though, Just. What was it? Uh, You were talking about uh, weather terms such as love, darling, handsome, princess, whether these terms are offensive or not. Care Home, there we go, this is the story. Care Home staff told you must not call residents sweetie or darling. Care Home workers have been reprimanded for calling residents affectionate names such as sweetie, love, darling and handsome. Critical inspectors told them the terms were patronising and demeaning. I don't buy that nonsense. Well, I didn't, but oh. um, taken to the streets this morning, man number two, well, a bit of a wake-up call that some people is do find these terms offensive. When you say man number two, is that a euphemism? Uh, it's the second man coming up here. OK, and, you weren't, uh, you weren't it, being rude about him. Okay. No, no, not at all, not at all. I mean, no. obviously he was offended. Um, I've taken this one to the streets this morning. Some of these terms, putting them to people, do they find them offensive, patronising? The streets have spoken. Here's what happened. Mary, can I ask you a very quick question for research purposes? Okay. Okay, well, it's not really a question. If I said, hello, love, would you be offended by that? I quite like it, to be honest. <laughs> okay. You need a bit of affection when you get old. What about, hello, sweetie? Mm, no, don't think I like sweetie. No. But, but love, it makes you feel good, it makes you feel warm. It makes w- me feel loved. <laughs> not patronising? No, but I don't like sweetie. If somebody said, morning, handsome, how would you feel about that? I don't know. Oh. Okay, sure. Okay, sir, let's leave it there. Thanks for your time. Thank uh, you. Yeah. Thank you. Well, okay. Clearly, that's offensive to uh, to that man. Madam, if I said morning, sweetie, <laughs> your face is gone already. <laughs> would, you, would you lump me one? No. I don't think it's offensive, but I think you should perhaps gauge their reaction before you say it. Yeah, the story in today's paper was about it. Okay, I'll leave you to it. Thanks for your time. Take care. Sir, if somebody said morning love to you, yeah. would you find that offensive? No. What about morning handsome? No. Good morning, madam. Now, I normally call people madam, but if I was to say morning love, would you be offended by that? Would you want to whack me one? I wouldn't want you to call me love, no. Uh, sweetie? 
No. Uh, princess? No. <laughs> <laughs> so you think all of these terms are a little bit what? Patronising, would you say, or, or offensive? Is there a difference between the two? It's not something you should call someone that you, you don't know. I think it's more like a pet name, if you like. I'll be honest, right? The number mm. of old dears I've called love... Yep. And they love it! They, well, they do. love it! Well, that first woman there absolutely loves it as well. She said to me, the older you get, you want to feel like you're being loved. That's not offensive to somebody, surely. Come on, wake up, guys. Do you remember the other day when we went for a, my birthday uh, pizza, Ian? Um, the young guy called me um, something, didn't he? he? Called me sweets or something. He called you sweets, yes. <sighs> called you sweets. What's wrong with that? Hey, listen... It, I... it, it made me... Um, Dealey, we'll find something Roll for you in the eyes. next hour. There's, there's not a lot. We'll find something. And Alfonso yep. on the Facebook page is very excited at the prospect of six days a week. He's disappointed, though. Obviously not listening. He's disappointed um, that you've been um, dropped, Justin. No, no, I haven't been dropped. Just you've to say again. Binned. No, no. You've no, been binned, I haven't he been says. binned. I haven't been binned. Where this weekend, I'll be making that announcement on my programme. I will be doing a different programme on the station. And as far as I'm concerned, it's good news for me. It's what I want before people start. And it's great news uh, for Alfonso, because not only did you get me and Catherine, which he's excited about. Well, you've not been binned, let's just say. Yes, absolutely true. Thank you, boss. Speak to the bed. Cheers. Cheers. Travel news for beds, cards and bugs. BBC Three Counties Radio. There are long delays on the M1 southbound because of an accident earlier at Junction 13 for Bedford. It's been reopened, but there are still queues from Junction 14 for Milton Keats. On the A1M southbound, there are delays right past Junction 9 for Letchworth to 7 for Stevenage. And in Redbourne, on the Redbourne Road, it's slow because of the surface water between Hill Farm Lane and the high streets. And London Coney on the North Orbital Road at the London Coney Roundabout, it's slow because of the roadworks. And on the trains, the 7.55 service from Bedford to London St Pancras is delayed. And on the underground, the Piccadilly line has severe delays from King's Cross St Pancras towards Wood Green. Samantha Bruff, BBC Three Counties Radio. Thank you, Sammy. 7.45, Monday the 14th of September. I'm Ian Lee. These are your headlines on BBC Three Counties Radio. Labour's new leader, Jeremy Corbyn, has announced key appointments to his shadow cabinet. Detectives investigating CDs containing offensive material that were left outside homes in Buckinghamshire have arrested a man from Hemel. And Hertfordshire Police has begun issuing body cameras to all its frontline officers. Want to give us a call? You're more than welcome to 03459 455 555. Let's get the weather. Beds, hearts and bucks weather. BBC Three Counties Radio. Well, it's quite an autumnal start to the new working week. It's rather damp. We had a lot of rain overnight. And this morning, although we have got one or two brighter areas, we have still got a lot of cloud as well. We've got further heavy showers to come. Rumbles of thunder entirely possible. Bright spells between them, though. The wind gradually increasing, particularly through the afternoon, becoming very windy. Maximum temperature, 18 Celsius. The wind continues to strengthen overnight. Some heavy showers, 8 Celsius uh, into tomorrow morning. And then for Tuesday, Starting off in a similar fashion, rather wet and rather windy, but gradually improves some sunshine tomorrow. But after the main band of rain clears away tomorrow morning, we still have a chance of some very heavy showers. Winds gradually falling lighter throughout the day. Maximum temperature 18 Celsius, and that's your forecast. Cheers, my dears. Shrink Wrapped on BBC Three Counties Radio. This week on Shrink Wrapped, we looked at suicide. Definitely drugs and alcohol have a big significant impact on making people vulnerable to completing suicide. And the effect it has on everyone involved. Unfortunately, because of the time of day and the location, we had a lot of people gathering, 
You know, there were people shouting at him to jump. Shrink wrapped. It's really, really important to have a conversation. And that's one of the, the big myths, I think, around this area. If you missed it, go to bbc.co.uk slash three counties radio, where you can catch up on what you missed. It was when he said to me, I believe you can get better and I believe you can get through this. Shrink wrapped on BBC Three Counties Radio. This is Ian Lee on BBC Three Counties Radio. So, Jeremy Corbyn is the new Labour leader. There's a surprise. And if you believe the Conservatives, well, we're all doomed. We're all doomed! The Conservative MP for South West Hertfordshire, David Gork, tweeted, What about what have Labour endorsed today? Higher taxes, no welfare reform, scrapping the market econ- economy, weak defences and condoning terrorists. He joins me now. Morning, David. <laughs> oh, crikey, hang on a second. Let's see where you are. You're there. Good morning, David. Hello, good morning. Uh, what, what, what's your beef with Corbyn? Well, it's not so much with Corbyn, it's with the Labour Party as a whole, because, I mean, I should congratulate Jeremy Corbyn for, for winning the leadership election well, and, you, and winning you, it overwhelmingly. You've, you've learnt from uh, Pretty Patel. Well done, yes. <laughs> well, but, but, but the point is, that he clearly reflects the views of where the majority of the Labour Party is now, and those views are a real risk to the UK in terms of our economic security, our national security, his, his views and the Labour Party's views are um, very far away, I think, from where the mainstream opinion is. I mean, we've just yeah, we've seen the appointment of John McDonnell as shadow chancellor, someone who has been condoning the IRA over many years. Uh, we have seen uh, you know, quotes in the newspapers today from Jeremy Corbyn some years ago saying he'd like to abolish the army. Um, oh, he, come on. Now, now da- on David, 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 listen, I'm sorry. You're not, you're, come on now. This, 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 this nonsense. Have you got the full quote? Because we know what the newspapers like to do. They like to take one line of a quote from Jeremy Corbyn, don't they? So let's have the full quote. And what year did he say it, please? Well, he, I, as I said, he said it some, year, some years ago. But How many years ago? Was... And let's have the full quote. If you're going to quote him, let's have the full quote in context, because you well, know yeah. you know that a lot of these quotes have just been snipped to make them sound dangerous, when actually they're not. Well, they are dangerous. He's making an argument. He was praising a country for, for not having an army, if I, if I recall correctly. The, the, the point is that the, 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 the beliefs that Jeremy Corbyn has uh, as leader of the Labour Party, as one of the two people... Uh, who can become Prime Minister after a general election. OK, well, tell us some. Let's, let's stop the personal the attacks. The let's stop the personal well, attacks. I, I, tell I, us, tell us some of the policies. Tell us some of the policies that are dangerous. Well, for example, his uh, refusal to get to grips with the deficit, uh, his belief that you can uh, pursue what he describes as people's quantitative easing, but that means uh, essentially printing money. Uh, the, the, the approach that Robert Mugabe took in Zimbabwe, that even his own advisor says could cause a, a, a sterling crisis. Uh, <laughs> can, I, can I give you... I'm going to stop you. I've got his army quote. Yep. Would you like to hear it? Yes, go ahead if you like. I don't think you do, because, yeah, because it, yeah, and it it shows the knee-jerk bitterness from within some elements of the Labour Party and certainly from the Conservative Party. Let me read the full thing. I've got a little thing here. During a House of Commons debate in 1999, the Islington North MP proposed letting people opt out of giving tax revenue to the army. Quotes, what policy is adopted by his department in respect of taxpayers who do not wish to pay certain elements of taxation on grounds of conscience? He asked Treasury ministers. Mr Corbyn continued, 
British taxpayers have a right of conscience not to participate in the armed forces in time of conscription and should have a similar right in time of peace to ensure that part of their tax goes to peace, not war. What part of that, that's from the Telegraph, what part of that is him saying he's going to scrap the army? I wasn't talking about that quote. I'm talking about the quote that's on the front page of The Sun. Have you got that? Well, no, there isn't a quote on the front page. There isn't a quote on the front page. David, there isn't a quote on the front page of The Sun. All right, well, the, 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 the full quote is, is there. That's the reference I was Corbyn, making. Corbyn, you, no, what you're referring... No, 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 this is important. This is important. This is important. David, this is important. paying tax to pay the defence. This is important. This is important because you're spreading lies, OK? The front well, page... I'm sorry, I resent that. Well, you uh, said I'm the quote on the front... I'm talking, well, I'm talking about The Sun. What, the story that The Sun is running. Have you got that quotation? Well, I'm you tell me where the quote is because you've obviously read it. Yeah, I've read it. It was on, it was on Twitter last night, if you've got that <laughs> quotation. David, if, if you're getting your news from Twitter, may I uh, suggest you need to look a little well, bit no, harder? Can you tell the, me the quote? The where's, where's the quote in The Sun that you claim to have read? The, the, the quotation concludes with him saying that he would like to... Uh, he was praising the country for not spending money on can the military. You tell and me, that ideally, he would like to get rid of the army altogether. Can you tell me where that quote is? Well, I don't have it in front of me. Well, then, sir, so, can I suggest you've, you, you've cited a, a source for a quote that you don't... you haven't actually read. Yeah, I have read the full quote. Well, then where is uh, it? You've I'll... told me to look at The Sun. The front page of The Sun is, Corbyn, abolish the army. That's not a quote, that's a headline. Where's the quote? Have you read the whole Sun story? You tell me where it is. You've cited it's it. Where? The, it's in the... It's, it, the, the, the Sun has got the quotation. Have, have a look at that. Speaking three years ago... No, 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 no. I'm not letting any of you lot get away with this on either side. You can't come in with these nasty digs that are untrue. Let's read the whole story. Corbyn abolished the army. Labour's new leader, Jeremy Corbyn, wishes Britain would abolish its army. The veteran lefty's radical view will stun our brave soldiers. Mr Corbyn, 66, believes Britain and other countries should follow Caribbean outpost Costa Rica by scrapping armed forces. Speaking three years ago, he said it would be a wonderful move to help world peace. Still not seen the quote where he says it. And I still can't right. find the quote okay, well, where he it, says it. it. That, that, that's the story that I'm talking about, not the... But, but there not isn't the opting, not, a not quote. out of paying... But there isn't a quote, sir. There isn't well, a quote, sir. Well, there certainly is, is a quote. If it's not covered in the, the Sun front page that you've got, there is a quotation that but I'm where, seeing. where, sir? Which Can you tell me where the quote is? You can't cite well, a quote and then not quote it. Well, <laughs> he, can clear, he praises Costa Rica and, 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 and the fact that they don't spend money on the army and he says it would be wonderful if, if, if we could do the same. Now, that's, that's the essence of the argument. Now, it doesn't seem to me to be... Very practical. We can have an argument about locating the, the quote, but I mean, a couple of minutes on Google, I think anyone can find it. Costa Rica, Jeremy Corbyn, Army. OK, how uh, is he dangerous but... to my family? This is another thing that's been uh, trotted out this weekend. How is, how, why is my family at risk because of Jeremy Corbyn? Because the economic policies that he would pursue, were he to become uh, Prime Minister would put uh, the recovery, well, not just at risk, but, I mean, undoubtedly uh, result in our economy uh, crashing. Uh, that would have an impact on all of us, on families up and down the country, uh, because, uh, you know, essentially he wants to uh, abandon any economic progress that we have made in the last 30 years. He wants to abandon the market economy. Uh, John McDonnell, his new shadow chancellor, describes his... Uh, 
uh, amongst his sort of hobbies and activities fomenting the overthrow of capitalism, uh, that would put families up and down the country in your uh, opinion at risk. In my opinion, you go to Jeremy Corbyn, an awful lot of Labour people as well. Well, in, uh, they voted. They voted them in. In Europe, uh, you go to JeremyCorbyn.org.uk. The first thing it says on the homepage is. Jeremy Corbyn prioritising the needs of the poor and the human rights of all. That doesn't strike me with terror. That sounds um, quite nice. No, I don't, don't disagree with that. But the practice, in practice, the policies that Jeremy Corbyn would pursue... Which ones? Would, 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 well, I've the £10, the £10, pound, the £10 pound minimum wage? Would that, would that jeopardise my family? Uh, if, if you set the minimum wage too high, you result in higher unemployment. So Is £10 too high? A judgment that has to be well. It, is it, is it, ten pounds uh, too high? It's easy for us to say that ten pounds is too high. I earn a lot of money. I'm guessing you do as well. So it's easy for us to say that ten pounds as a minimum wage is too high. Could you live on ten pounds an hour? Well, the, the, the judgment has to be made when it. Could you live on ten pounds an hour or less? Can I just make this point? As as a government, we're we're introducing the national living wage, so we're could increasing. You, could we're you live on ten pounds an hour? A higher rate. Well, it 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 would be. Uh, I accept it would be. A, a, it's a real challenge. The point I'm making is that you, <laughs> you could, couldn't. I couldn't. Well, the point is that if you, you know, why not set it twenty? Why not thirty? Why not forty? Because he's worked because it out that ten that ten is is manageable. Because, what about charging well, bigger businesses slightly more tax? Question of judgment. Well, uh, his, his charging team, bigger businesses slightly more tax. What's wrong with that? Uh, that you end up with less investment in the UK, you don't get growth in the UK, you don't create jobs in the Uk. Uh, actually a competitive tax system for business is important. But for it's not competitive. it's very one-sided. I pay, I pay a higher percentage of tax than Starbucks. Well that uh, ain't fair, is it? Come on, that's not fair. Well it, it, you've got to remember all taxes are paid by people in the end. Uh, you know, ultimately, it's not. It's, you know, companies might write the checks, but it's always going to be paid either by the shareholders or the employees or the customers. So, what's wrong? So, what's wrong so with charging bigger? What's wrong with charging big companies a little bit more tax? What, why is that such an evil, dangerous thing? Well, if you, what we've done is reduce corporation tax. That's actually resulting in more investment in the UK. It's creating more wealth, and that's wealth that goes through to. To people, you've got to create wealth in the first place. Well, in that if case, then if, if Starbucks, if, if we're not going to charge Starbucks more tax, then let's, for goodness sakes, let, let's get them to pay a ten-pound minimum wage. You see, it's you, you, you see how that could well, help. Well, well that would be dangerous well, yeah. to my family. We're, we're, we're part of the government that's actually increasing the uh, minimum wage, bringing in a national living wage. And is so, the living wage going to be compulsory? Yes. Yep. It's going to be compulsory. Well, then, they, so you're agreeing with Corbyn, then? That's great. Well, it's, it's a question of setting the rate. I'm, I'm not particularly highlighting the, the, the £10 minimum wage. I think there's a balance that has to be struck so that you don't have higher unemployment. Uh, but the, the, the point I would make is, overall, you look at his policy on people's quantitative easing, if you look at his failure to deal with welfare... But you reform, lot did quantitative easing, the, didn't you? Uh, yeah, so it was all right when did. you did it, but now he's suggesting it's not all right. Why, why no, the difference? It's done in particular circumstances to get the economy moving. What he's talking about is doing it all the time to pay for public services. Now, that's, that's very risky because if you, if you just do that to rely on paying for public services, you run the risk of inflation. And I think pretty well every mainstream economist has, has made that point. Uh, he's against cuts to uh, welfare groups such as disabled people and uh, people like that. That's a nice thing, well, isn't actually, it? Actually, we're, 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 we're not cutting the benefits for uh, the disabled, but he's also against, for example, the... You're making it bloody hard for him to get it, aren't you? We're, 
Yeah. You make it very hard for us to get it, and many people are dying household. because they've not got their, ben- their disabled benefits. We, we, we've got our household cap on uh, benefits. We're bringing it down to £23,000. Uh, a year. We think that's reasonable. Uh, what about the disabled uh, people that are being uh, have had delays in getting their benefits and have died? Well, we've we've got to we've got to have a system that, that encourages kills, that people allows people to, to die. No, no, no. <laughs> that allows no, no, people no, to die. Come on! No, no, at all. We've got to have a system whereby we help people get back into work. We provide more support to for those who can work, do work. But it's but an unfair, the system you've got now. You'd admit is unfair with people forward. dying. Look, I, I, don't, I, I, don't, I don't accept that. Well, people are dying, uh, aren't accept, they? I don't, I don't accept that we've, we've got a system that is resulting in that. We've well, people are, you're, you're denying that people, that people are dying because of, the, of their benefits being cancelled? Uh, yeah, I don't think that's the, that's, wow. that's the reality. We've got to have a system where we help people get to work, if they can work, and provide proper support for those who can't, and that's exactly what we're doing. I'm looking through all of his, his, um, his priorities... I don't see one that puts my family at threat. He wants to make more social housing and help leaseholders. Um, he wants to help the environment and cut emissions. Uh, Labour's building schools for the future programme is visible in, in Islington. Every school in Islington now has more teachers, more support workers, more computers, better play spaces and better results than 10 years ago. I'm really struggling. I mean, listen, I don't know if he's going to... He might be rubbish, this fella, but I'm really struggling to find the bits that put my family at risk. Well, as I say, I come back to the point that his economic policies would run the risk of high levels of inflation. Uh, his uh, approach to the public finances would undermine confidence uh, in the UK. His policies on taxation would drive investment away from the UK. And all of that means that we can't have the, the economic growth and wealth that we need to fund public services. Well, you're not and, funding and public services, real... you're cutting public services. Well, if we, if 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 you, the reason we're doing that is because we had a, but, an but, economic crash. But you've just and, said and, you just said he's a danger. Sorry, he's a point. danger to public services. Well, you guys aren't particularly doing well with libraries and and uh, lunch clubs for old people and scouts and things like that. The the issue here is that we've got to have, uh, we've got to be able to afford to pay for decent public services. Uh, unfortunately, we had a crash. We've had to adjust to that and live within our means. If our means are reduced very substantially, which is what Jeremy Corbyn's policies would involve... In your opinion? Uh, then, uh, in, in, in my opinion, but I think in the opinion of quite but a lot... But unf- it's unfair to say he's a danger to public services when you guys are cutting public services. Now, I'm not saying, no, you know, that may no. be the best policy, but, but you uh, are cutting public... No, Libraries are the, shutting. After-school clubs are shutting. Under you. The point I'm making, Ian, is that we have to have uh, a strong economy if we want strong public services. Jeremy Corbyn's policies and the Labour Party's policies uh, put a strong economy at risk, to put it mildly. Okay, listen, you've, you... that's, that's the that's the that's the risk for British families. Final final point. Our economy will be very badly damaged by his approach. Final point. My friend runs a t-shirt shop in Uxbridge. Doesn't take much, you know. It's a t-shirt shop in Uxbridge. He's just messaged me. He paid more corporation tax in 2013 than Vodafone. Is that fair? Well, I don't know the sort of particular Is that fair? circumstances. Well, the point I would make, look, we have a... Is that a, fair? Well, the, 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 I don't know whether that's right or not. The, it's the true. Is that is, fair? Well, the, the situation is with corporation is that fair? tax... Sorry, can I just make this? Well, point? could you answer the question I'm asking? Is that fair that the T-shirt printers in Uxbridge paid more corporation tax than Vodafone? Is that fair? As a government, we are 
changing the international rules. Rules We are strengthening HMRC in dealing with corporation tax. But you have to remember that, for example, if you've made losses in previous years, you can use those to write off uh, profits in a subsequent year. So I'm not going to get drawn into individual companies Is because they're quite complex fair? rules. Really simple but, question. And I, a really simple question. I take on board what you've just said. A small yeah, no, T-shirt shop in Uxbridge uh, pays more question. corporation tax than Vodafone. Is that fair? Yes or no? It's a simple question, but it's, it, it, it's a misleading question. And I'm Which not bit's get misleading? Drawn into, well, because of the complexity of the rules is that you have things like losses and you know you don't. it's not a turnover tax, it's a profit tax. If there's a year where you haven't made profits, you don't pay corporation tax. But what I would say is... <laughs> Vodafone versus a T-shirt shop in Uxbridge. If we if we didn't if we if we didn't do this is that we've got to make sure that the rules by which companies pay tax reflect where the economic activity occurs and sometimes those rules have not been fair so I'm not going to draw, get drawn into individual. Can I tell you one? Can I tell you one thing? We really think it's important that the big companies pay more in tax under the rules, but it's important that those rules are applied. One final th- one final thought to leave you with. Um, Again, I've got, I don't know if Corbyn's going to be any good or not, but I tell you that the thing that having spoken to people on this show, the thing they like about Corbyn is he would have answered that question. Yeah, there are a lot of questions Jeremy Corbyn is not answering as well at the moment. I've not heard him. I've not heard him dodge. A, I've not heard him dodge a question yet or go on message. And what I'm hearing the, the last couple of days is a lot of people on message. And just this is just from having spoken to people here. People are really bored of it. Yeah, I make the point is, is sometimes there are some questions which are uh, don't lend themselves to to simple answers because they're complex issues. But what I'd say is, you know, on questions as to you know does Jeremy Corbyn you know back our army? I'd like to hear a straight answer uh, to that. Does, will Jeremy Corbyn ensure that we don't see inflation running in this country? We're back on high. message. We're back Corbyn, on message, well, David. They're, we're, import, they're important points here. Well, really I, I've just I've just asked you an important point, po- David. I've just asked you a really important question, and, and and you've dodged it, and you've gone back on message. And I think people are really tired of that from both sides. From both sides, David. I appreciate your time. Thank you very much indeed, David Gork, uh, Conservative MP for South West Hertfordshire. Five minutes past eight. We're a bit late. Let's get the news. Don't Lee, I, I, I screwed it up. Don't worry, I'll talk up and then we'll go into it. It'll be fine. If you want to give us a call on that, 03459 455555. Or you can text 81333. Start your text 3CR. Thank you very much. Local and vocal across beds, hearts and bucks. This is BBC Three Counties Radio. It's clock, I'm Lee Agnew. The headlines, Jeremy Corbyn begins appointing his shadow cabinet. Detectives make an arrest over offensive CDs in Buckinghamshire and the Watford MP to lead plans over Syrian refugees. BBC Three Counties Radio. Labour's new leader, Jeremy Corbyn, has announced key appointments to his shadow cabinet. He's named John McDonnell as shadow chancellor, Andy Burnham as shadow home secretary and Hilary Benn as shadow foreign secretary. Our political editor, Laura Koonsberg, says he has to strike a difficult balance. Jeremy Corbyn has achieved at least part of the first big goal he set himself, to put forward a team not just made up of people from his part of the edge of the party, the left wing, but a team that contains people from the centre of the Labour Party and people with heavy-hitting reputations, people who are well-known in the Labour movement. 
Police investigating computer disks containing offensive material that were left outside homes in Buckinghamshire have made an arrest. It's believed the CDs contain illegal pornographic material, religious warnings and computer viruses. Sarah Jenkins reports. The man is accused of leaving the computer disks, covered in symbolic writing and crosses, in the gardens of homes in Chesham and Amersham last week. The 35-year-old from Hell Hempstead was arrested yesterday. Detectives have asked people not to open them on their computers and to hand them in to the police. Officers will be making house-to-house inquiries today to retrieve any more discs that may have been found. The Conservative MP for Watford, Richard Harrington, has been appointed the minister responsible for Syrian refugees. Councils are currently waiting to find out how many they'll be expected to take. David Simmons from the local government association says it's important that refugees aren't sent to areas where there's already a homeless problem. It simply isn't right to look at potentially dumping people on waiting lists in areas that already have a shortage of accommodation. And that's why we're looking to those areas of the UK where there are school places, where there are Uh, surplus homes available, probably to, to come forward and take the most and the largest groups of refugees coming to the UK. Hertfordshire Police has begun issuing more than 1,400 body-worn video cameras to its officers. The decision to give them to all frontline staff follows a similar move by Bedfordshire Police earlier this year. Bernard Ricks, a former police advisor from Bedfordshire, says it's a positive step forward. It reduces uh, antisocial behaviour, reduces complaints against the police, although initially when they were first introduced, um, some police officers were concerned about their use. Um, Now pretty universally welcomed by police. In sport, Novak Djokovic has won the US Open after beating Roger Federer in four sets at Flushing Meadow. And the weather will be sunny at times but windy with heavy showers and the risk of thunder. Top temperatures around 18 degrees Celsius, 64 degrees Fahrenheit. Get the latest news and sport online at bbc.co.uk slash three counties. Thank you, Lee. Thank you for your patience, everybody. 03459 455... Five double five is the telephone number if you want to give us a call. You can give us a, a, a call about that chat we just had with the Conservative MP for South West Hertfordshire, David Gork. And I didn't even I didn't even get to pick him up on the quote where he said Labour have endorsed condoning terrorists. I didn't even I don't, listen, I don't know. Corbyn might be absolutely rubbish. What excites me about Corbyn is at last, for the first time in a long time. There's a real opposition uh, in Parliament. Now, that opposition may not work, it may be ineffective, it may be um, detrimental to the country. I don't know. But it excites me that the Labour Party now, at least for the moment, stand against something that is clearly... They, they are clearly different from the Conservative Party. And that surely is the best... You can only have a strong government if there is a strong opposition. 0359 455 555 and Across beds, hearts and bucks This is BBC Three Counties Radio I am really tired I'm really tired of um, the, the on message Pretty Patel being interviewed on LBC at the weekend David Cameron's tweets, the, the gentleman we just spoke to there On message this is dangerous for your families. They condone terror. I mean, 
03459 455 555. Your thoughts. We'll discuss that more in a second. Let's uh, let's crack on with some of the other uh, bits and pieces that we've got now. Though, let's have this. Hertfordshire Police are issuing more than 1,400 body-worn video cameras to their officers and PCSOs. They're following Bedfordshire Police, who rolled out 1,000 cameras earlier this year. Inspector Adam Such is Hearts Police's tactical lead for body-worn video cameras. Why have you made the decision, uh, Adam, to bring these uh, bring these cameras in? Um, Hertfordshire has always had a, a commitment to using the making best use of technology, uh, and we feel these are going to support um, the way we uh, keep the public safe, bring criminals to justice, etc. So I think it's an important move for Hertfordshire Constabulary. Um, uh, the, 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 the issue that some people have is that your officers ha- ha- can choose when to turn it on and off. Why was that decision made? Uh, ultimately, um, we have to uh, balance up the concerns of the public in relation to having a camera rolling all the time. So, you know, in relation to uh, our rights to have a private life, we're not going to just be walking around the streets, and everybody doing everything. And it's very important that the officers have that uh, choice so they turn it on at the most appropriate times, so there's less uh, intrusive uh, surveillance on those surrounding the incident. Um, but it could also it means it's unreliable, doesn't it? Well, uh, at the end of the day, um, the officers have a bit of technology we want to, them to use. We are asking them to use it, and it'll be for them to justify why they haven't used it uh, in the future. So um, there, there will be a question on the officer as to why they haven't switched it on. Um, how do officers feel about getting these cameras? Welcomed it. Uh, welcomed it open arms. All of them? Yes. Um, Harpshire have been using a form of camera for a number of years now. Um, it's been uh, welcomed and the feedback and the uh, information we've got from officers has been very positive. And they welcome the technology because it's just not the front-facing piece of equipment. It's the um, software that manages the information as well that we're welcoming. And, and how will it be used, Adam? You'll be, you, 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 you know, you, you film an arrest or something and um, what you're in court and they wheel in a TV chained to a kind of trolley system and, and the video gets shown. Is that, is that it, pretty much? Ultimately, yeah. Um, it's going to make up part of the officer's evidence. The officer will always have to write uh, a statement, a uh, pocket note, entry, etc., when they're producing evidence at court. However, the video footage will be there to support uh, that, uh, that statement of evidence. Um, and yes, ultimately, the CPS will uh, show this in court, whichever way they see fit, be it on a, a wheeled TV or via um, you know, uh, a screen on the wall. I mentioned this earlier on. It sounds like a flippant question. Trust me, it's, it's genuine. How much more stuff can you lot carry? Because you, um, I don't know how long you've been in the police force, but, or the service, excuse me. Sure. Uh, but over the last 10, 15 years, it seems you get a, an extra bit of kit added every day. That must be, and again, I'm not, this is a genuine question. It must be hard work to do your job carrying all that stuff. Yeah, it, I mean, many officers mention the fact that uh, it's another piece of kit to, to carry. But as I said, a number of officers have been using cameras uh, in Hertfordshire for a number of years now. And, and the actual weight of the bit of equipment is very, very light compared to some of the other equipment we have to ca- carry. So um, it, it is accepted it's another piece of equipment. But as I said, the actual weight in relation to the, the rest of it is insignificant. All right, Adam, nice one. I appreciate you coming on this morning. Thanks very much. Thank you. Thank you very much indeed, Inspector Adam. Such... I want a long title. He's Hearts Police's tactical lead for body-worn video cameras. I mean, come on, guys, that's a great title. It's a great title, isn't it, Kells? Yeah. Huh? Mm-hmm. Missed you. When? Just then. Oh, thanks. You... Bye. Goodbye. It was, it was all good, wasn't it, Kath? <laughs> a little bit, Can't yeah. stand her. It's right on my wick. We don't... 
don't try then. Well, I tr- I've got to try I'm because too it's been hard. it's been noticed in the office that trying, we trying too hard. It's come across as a bit creepy. Is it okay? So what's like? Put your okay. It's back. Trousers back. Thank on. you very much indeed. Not come on. Not after I've just spoken to a police officer. <laughs> uh, we've got texts and stuff. We'll do those a bit. Let's have some trav. Travel news for beds, hearts and bugs. BBC Three Counties Radio. It's very slow on the M1 southbound at Junction 13, 13 for Bedford with delays from Junction 14 for Milton Keynes after an accident earlier. All the lanes are open but it's just very slow at the moment. The A1, A1M southbound as well has delays from Junction 9 for Letchworth to 7 for Stevenage. And anti-clockwise on the M25 it's very busy between Junction 21 for the M1 and 16 for the M40. In Redbourne on the Redbourne Road there's surface water across the road by the Checkers Inn between Hill Farm Lane and the High Street causing some delays. And on the trains, East Midlands services have a replacement bus now between Leicester and Kettering because of the signalling problem. And on the train departure boards, the 829 service from Bedford to London St Pancras has been cancelled. Samantha Bruff, BBC Three Counties Radio. Thank you, Sammy. Sorry we missed you earlier. It was a bit busy. Monday. 14th September. Uh, these are your headlines on BBC Three Counties Radio. Jeremy Corbyn has started naming the first members of his new shadow cabinet. The Conservative MP for Watford, Richard Harrington, has been appoint- appointed as the minister responsible for Syrian refugees, and detectives have made an arrest over offensive CDs that were left in Buckinghamshire. <laughs> the new, um. Oh, hang on. The new. Hang on, let me do that again. Okay. Oh, they've made an arrest. I can't make a joke about it. Every weekday morning. Good morning, Jonathan. Morning. Do you think it's right to tell a million disabled people they should get off benefits and find a job? Have your say on today's big phone-in. People who are going to be in nuisance are going to be in nuisance regardless of whether they're a thing to do. Is it true that people over the age of 65 drink far too much booze? The JVS Show fights for your rights and tackles your consumer problems. Waited and the receipt came out. But the cash didn't. It's become a problem of late because obviously the trees got bigger as we got here. We couldn't shut the French windows. It, it would appear that they'd buckled. I had a phone call from my daughter saying, if we don't get off the train, they're going to hand us over to the British Transport Police. The JVS Show, weekdays from nine on BBC Three Counties Radio. Criminal CDs, is it the new one from Maroon 5? <laughs> Good one. Nice one. Do you like that one, Peter? That's not bad, yes. Or do you know who Maroon 5 are? No. OK, what have you called in to whinge about today? I just going to uh, talk to you about Corbyn, actually. Oh, yeah, can I guess that we've had a, a text here? Uh, uh, um, oh. By the way, yes. I was proved mad drastically right, wasn't I? Oh, well, what, what, what did you say? Well, uh, anyway, Don't really listen. Just, just on Corbyn. Yes. If he he invented the trouser press, did you know that? <laughs> We've got yeah, a te- no, let me read this text. No. Ian Lee, you're boring and Spelt you wrong. Yes, and you let your mate Corbyn empower. Let's feel sorry for your and our kids. I tried to ring that person because they're very erudite, but they didn't answer There's the phone. There's two different phone numbers they've sent that from, so maybe try the second one. Oh, interesting. Go on, Peter. Right. Now then, if Corbyn implements the policy that he wants to, that is reducing the housing list, people waiting on a housing list and also people living in squalor. Yeah. So, and he, he affects uh, a, a great drastic Puts change. Puts my kids in, in danger, Peter. Well, what I'm trying to say is he's guaranteed from that a million plus more votes. And really and truly, uh, the right should stand up and think about that. 
He's guaranteed a million more votes. If he, he condones terrorism. Pardon? He's put this country and my children in danger, Peter. Have you not listened to anything <laughs> the Conservatives have said this weekend? Uh, whatever the Conservatives are saying, Corbyn has always been a Democrat. Now, when you talk to... When well, they talk yes, to more, him in Cabinet, yes. he will take consensus of the people in that Cabinet. Now, anyone who walks away from that cabinet prior to Effie Aston, they're walking away from their core vote. You've made a really interesting point there, because I was saying earlier on how Chuka Amuna has thrown his toys out of the pram by walking away from the shadow cabinet, saying, I don't want anything to do with this. And the um, sexy lady with the wink... Liz, Liz, uh, she, she's walked away. Now, that you're right, because one of the things that Corbyn is going to introduce, he's going to go back about 20 years, 25 years, and he's going to listen to the whole part. The party is going to make the policies. They're going to help shape the policies. So if you walk away from yes, a position Corbyn, where you have that influence, then you are doing a disservice to those people who voted you in as an MP, surely. But where people missed the point on Corbyn is not only for the people... Ordinary people, he's for businesses. For he is not one of these people who just takes one section of society. He is an honest man. He'll tell you it as it is, and then well, you've got to either in, believe him or you don't. Well, that's the thing, Peter. I'm going to move on. In your opinion, he's an honest man. I don't know. Everything he may have said may be complete and utter bullshine. What I do like about him is that he will answer a question directly. Now, whether what he's saying is true or not, I do not know. There was a brilliant debate on LBC. They had the four Labour hopefuls, OK? And they all, one of the questions was, um, if uh, such and such becomes leader, will you, will you want to work with them, right? No one would answer the Jeremy Corbyn. No one would... Andy Burnham, if, if Jeremy Corbyn becomes leader, would you work with him? Well, I think at this stage it's unfair. Uh, would you work... I think it's uh, unfair at this stage for me to say... Whereas when they asked Jeremy Corbyn, Corbyn if Burnham becomes leader, would you work with him? Yeah, I'd like to if he... If he, he answered it. He answered the question. Um, talking about answers, yep. um, this quote that, that was uh, cited earlier on from the front page of The Sun that's not in the front page of The Sun, yep. um, David Gork, MP, was talking about it. This is actually what um, Corbyn just said about the army. We'll All this, right, yes. sorry, but I just think it bears, um, yep. it bears reading because The Sun has interpreted it as, you know, he's letting down our brave boys by saying he doesn't want the army anymore. What Corbyn actually said uh, in uh, 20, was it 2012? It was a while ago. Wouldn't it be wonderful if every politician around the world, instead of taking pride in the size of their armed forces, did what the people of Costa Rica have done and abolished the army and took pride in the fact they don't have an army and their country is near the top of the global peace index? Surely that is the way we should be going forward. It would be nice, wouldn't it? It would be nice. Oh three four five nine four double five five double five. Councillors in Milton Keynes will decide how the council will help Syrian refugees this week. Prime Minister David Cameron announced that the country would take in 20,000 refugees but is yet to give more details. Most other councils we've asked in the three counties have been reluctant to say more about what they're prepared to do until they get instructions from the government. Well, I'm joined now by Councillor Douglas McCall, who is leader of the Liberal Democrat group in Milton Keynes, who introduced the motion, and Councillor Andy Dransfield is a Conservative member of Milton Keynes Council. Thank you very much, gentlemen, for joining me. Uh, let's start with you, Douglas. Why have you introduced this motion? Well, I think um, only people with the coldest of hearts would not have been moved by the recent photos of that little Syrian boy washed up, drowned on the beach in Turkey. Um, but he's just one of thousands of refugees fleeing the war in Syria who's died in the attempt to reach safety in Europe. And I think there's been an upswell amongst the population in Britain and across Europe with people 
with compassion in their hearts, just wanting to help. So this motion is not just about the, what the council can and can't do. It's it's a reaction to the people of Milton Keynes. I, as a council, being contacted by residents in my ward who are basically demanding that the country and the, the, the Milton Keynes, the politicians at both national and local level, do something to help. So this motion is about enabling, really, the people of Milton Keynes to help. People have offered rooms in their homes. They want to donate um, clothes and all sorts of things to help. So it's a way of coordinating that um, offer of help. How many refugees do you think Milton Keynes can take? Well, we're, we are waiting for um, information from the government, but the government, compared to, say, Germany, Britain's talking about 20,000 over five years. That's 4,000 a year. When you spread that over the whole of of Britain, the numbers that would come to Milton Keynes would be very, very small. But even if they're small, people want to do their their bit. All we've said is we want to take our fair share of that um, small number that's coming to Britain. Uh, Councillor Andy Dransfield, Conservative member of Milton Keynes Council, how many refugees would you like to take into Milton Keynes? Uh, none. Sorry? Uh, except, none, except for those that, that uh, could be handled by individuals in Milton Keynes. I'm more concerned about the state of our own own homeless people in Milton Keynes, and we need to be looking after our own first. There are hundreds of thousands, if not millions, of refugees in Syria. We cannot possibly take all of them, or even a, whatever we could take would be a drop in the ocean. Well, it's not being suggested. It's not being suggested we take all of them anywhere, is it? It, 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 it is it, it, a, a small number. Of course it isn't, but it's a drop in the ocean. It's tokenism. We can't take them all. We can't even take a fraction of them. It's not tokenism for the, the our own. It's not tokenism for the family um, that uh, gets a safe and secure life for them and their children, is it? That, that's not tokenism. It isn't for that family. But what about the family that isn't being housed in Milton Keynes because we're, ha- we're housing one of the refugee families instead? Uh, What's about that family? Are you going to look that family in the eye and say, sorry, you might be from Milton Keynes, it may be because of your own circumstances, unfortunately, you are without a home, but we can't home you because we're going to home a Syrian refugee family instead. Douglas what McCall? About what about the soldier well, well, coming yeah. back from more? Yeah. Andy? I mean, two, just two, two points there. I, 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 um, how are you going to look those... How, Douglas, the question is, how are you going to look those uh, Milton Keynes families living in B&Bs or Premier Inns, how are you going to look them in the eye and tell them, sorry, that you, we've not got a place for you, we've given it to a Syrian refugee? Well, I, I think this is a false argument being put forward by people who just, for whatever their own reasons, don't want to help and who, to be quite honest, had no interest in homeless people up until very recently. Um, now, I work for a homeless charity. I know about homeless people. I deal with them every day. Um, so I don't need a lecture about homeless people. But we're not saying we are going to take away homes from our own homeless people to give to um, Syrian refugees. There are members of the public offering rooms in their own um, premises, their own homes. Also, the government has promised money to local governments. That, that, um, that money could be used to, to rent uh, in the private sector, so there is no need whatsoever to use any council houses. Why couldn't that money be used to, to rent for Milton Keynes residents in the private well, sector? Because there is I a huge would, problem in Milton would, Keynes with homelessness, isn't there? I would, I, yes, I would, I do, and I work with them. I would love the, the government to give us more money to help 
um, our own homeless people, but they're not doing that. Uh, Councillor Dransfield war- uh, is a member of that political party, um, and, and and perhaps they, you know, he could use his influence to get the government to give us money to help our own homeless people. We know that it's government policy which is making the situation worse, but that we're not h- here to, really to talk about that. Well, let me put that to Councillor Dransfield. Councillor Dransfield, why does it have to be an either or? Why 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 can't we um, help? Syrian refugees, and also help um, uh, uh, our own British people who are struggling? Because there is a desperate shortage of housing in uh, Milton Keynes, as as there is in the country. There isn't enough to go around as it is. And bringing more refugees in, they will not only take up housing, they will take up school places, take up hospital places. It takes time to prepare for those, and the country cannot cope. We do need to look after our own first. You, the, to, to, say charity begins at home. Some people do. Um, this, and some people said that three points you raised there, uh, we, we can't take them in, we haven't got the resources, and charity begins at home. Those things were said during the 1940s, weren't they, during the, the kinder transport, where we took 10,000 Jewish kids during World War II. Well, we're talking about... Those, those same arguments were made, weren't they, Andy? They are the same arguments, but, but then... Would you have turned your back against them? Well, we didn't. We didn't really. We, 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 I mean, they, 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 we, we didn't. We didn't have necessarily. People still had to. Um, people still had to. Uh, you know, kind of bunk up to get them in. Well, what we did in in the uh, late thirties and then into the forties, we were prepared to take on the regimes that were causing the problem with the refugees. It's no good trying to take the hundreds of thousands or millions in. We need to sort out those those rogue states and those rogue organisations in in uh, Syria and elsewhere, and we're not prepared to do that. Councillor McCall? Well, um, that's a very interesting point. First of all, um, the refugee problem in part is actually um, in part due to the West um, trying to do regime change in a number of countries. Um, You know, the invasion of Iraq, for instance, um, created a real vacuum um, in, in in the region which has allowed organizations such as ISIS to, to, to um, arise. So, in a way, we've actually created the problem ourselves by going into countries over there, and in some cases, in Syria's case, not going into them. Um, so there is a massive humanitarian crisis, the largest refugee crisis since World War Two, And as you said, leading up to World War Two and at the beginning of World War Two. Britain opened its hearts, it took in the kinder transport, it took in the, the Jewish people fleeing the Nazis. There were people at the time who said we should, they should stay there. Um, um, and they say, from what you there are people now who say that the Syrian refugees should stay in Syria. We Let me just, we're running out of time, gentlemen. Councillor Dransfield, you are a Conservative. Uh, it's your Prime Minister who has um, said that we need to bring in these 20,000 refugees. Um, you obviously disagree with him. Why do you think he did it? I think he's under a lot of pressure from the likes of Douglas. Um, but he, what he also wants to do, he wants to sort out the military problem in, in Syria. But the likes of Douglas and his, and his Labour friends won't allow that. Well, well Douglas is, is, is Liberal Democrat. But um, uh, So you, you think that David Cameron has, has done this, um, made this decision just to appease the, the, the public? Well, in fact, it's not appeasing the public because Douglas might talk to a lot of people who want us to help. I talk to a lot of people who are saying to me, okay. Andy, we've got to look after our own first. So, so David Cameron is a weak Prime Minister? No, well, you said that. I didn't... Well, no, you, didn't I'm just, you're just trying to highlight... You, you, you've, you said that he's made a decision that he was forced to make. That would imply weakness, wouldn't it? 
Well, I think he's he's bowed to the pressure from the press and the uh, the chattering classes on so the a, left. So a prime minister that, that bows to the pressures of the press, that can only be described as, as weakness in leadership, can't it? You can say that. I can't possibly comment on that one. But that's the implication. That you are making... Well, no, that, that, that's, that's, what I'm, that's what I'm making up from what you're saying. You're saying that he's made a bad decision that he didn't want to make. He was pressured into doing it from the media and the chattering classes. I don't know what that means. Uh, but if you are a leader, then surely you should lead and, and not be coerced. Well, what he's done, uh, he said we'll take 20,000, but we'll not take the 20,000 who are moving over Europe because he's saying we'll take them from the Syrian camps. OK. I'm well, saying uh, that we, we, we shouldn't we take any. Got room for them. We don't want to, you don't want to take any. I don't want to take any. I want to, not until we've looked after our own first. OK, thank you very much indeed. Councillor Andy Dransfield, Conservative member of Milton Keynes Council. The other voice you heard there was uh, Councillor Douglas McCall, leader of the Liberal Democrat group in Milton Keynes. 03459 455555. It's uh, BBC Three Counties Radio. Let's get the trav. Travel news for beds, cards and bugs. BBC Three Counties Radio. There are queues on the M1 southbound from Junction 14 for Milton Keynes to 13 for Bedford because of an accident earlier. It's all open but very slow. The A1M's also got delays southbound between Junction 9 for Letchworth and 7 for the A602 in Stevenage. And the M40's slow towards London, approaching Junction 4 for the High Wycombe Handycross roundabout. Park Lane in Beaconsfield is also very busy at the junction for the A40 at London Road. And the A4132 has delays southbound around the junction for London Road. Looking on the train departure boards, the... 8.36 service from Watford Junction to London Euston has been cancelled. Samantha Bruff, BBC Three Counties Radio. Across beds, hearts and bugs. This is BBC Three Counties Radio. It's half past eight. I'm Lee Agnew. The headlines, the Conservative MP for Watford, Richard Harrington, has been appointed the minister responsible for Syrian refugees. Councils are currently waiting to find out how many they'll be expected to take. Labour's new leader, Jeremy Corbyn, has announced key appointments to his shadow cabinet. He's named John McDonnell as shadow chancellor, Andy Burnham as shadow home secretary and Hilary Benn as shadow foreign secretary. And police investigating computer disks containing offensive material that were left outside homes in Buckinghamshire have arrested a man from Hemel. It's believed these CDs contained illegal pornographic material, religious warnings and computer viruses. The weather will be sunny at times but windy with heavy showers and the risk of thunder. Top temperatures around 18 degrees Celsius. That's 64 degrees Fahrenheit. Three Counties Sports. BBC Three Counties Radio. Watford won their first Premier League game of the season, beating Swansea 1-0 at Vicarage Road. Head coach Kiko Flores was pleased the win came in front of a home crowd. I'm really happy. I'm very pleased with the performance of the players. I'm very happy the first win finally is coming. I think the players deserve, the fans deserve. I think we are creating a big atmosphere here every time we play in Vicarage Road. Elsewhere, there was defeat for the MK Dons, Luton Town and Wickham Wanderers. Stevenage drew two all against York. Novak Djokovic claimed the final Grand Slam of the season with a four-set victory over Roger Federer at the US Open. It means the Serbian has become a ten-time Grand Slam winner. It's been an incredible season. Next to the 2011, probably the best season of my life. But I'm enjoying this year more than I did any uh, previous one because... I'm a husband and I'm a father, and uh, this makes it even, uh, you know, more sweeter, I guess. 
England's cricketers were thrashed in the decisive one-day international by Australia, who take the series 3-2. England coach Trevor Bayliss admits it wasn't the ideal finish to a fantastic summer. Obviously a disappointing day, but I mean, in the history of the game, it's, it, it's happened throughout history, hasn't it? And to, uh, you know, and to, I think every team in the world has gone had days like that. I think that you know, the, the aim is to have uh, as few of those types of days as possible. And the Argentinian Rugby World Cup team will be officially welcomed to Haleybury College in Hartford today. Both Argentina and the USA teams will be using the college as a base during the tournament. BBC Three Counties News and Sport, more at nine o'clock. The Alphabet of Nations. The Alphabet of Nations. The Alphabet of Nations. Cambodia, Dominica, Egypt, France, the Gambia, Hungary, Iran, Japan, Kazakhstan, Libya, and Mongolia, Norway, Oman, Pakistan, Qatar, Russia, Suriname, Turkey, Uruguay, Vietnam, West Xylophone, Yemen, Zimbabwe. Dominica, Egypt, France, the Gambia, Hungary, Iran, Japan, Kazakhstan, Libya, and Mongolia, Norway, Oman, Pakistan, Qatar, Russia, Suriname, Turkey, Uruguay, Vietnam, West Xylophone, Yemen, Zimbabwe. This is Ian Lee on BBC Three Counties Radio. Uh, Kiri, morning Kiri Good morning Ian, how are you? I'm very sweaty and a bit stinky today Which is a shame because I'm wearing this shirt all day And I'm giving a talk later on <laughs> Get this right Me and Kaf are giving a talk to loads of radio bods About how to do radio Me and Kaf Well that's because you're the best radio station And the best um, presenter The there best presenter on the best radio station and we've got a new show starting on Saturday, October the 3rd as well, midday. Are you coming down the rabbit hole with us? Of course. There we go. You sound a little bit reluctant there, if I'm honest, Kiri. <laughs> Give us a... Of course! Absolutely no question on this planet. Again, that just sounds... Did you not... I'm hearing but a the tone. the thing is, right, it does sound a bit weird coming from you. Will you come down the hole with me? I'll be there as well, Kiri, and I'll... Will you come down Kath's hole? Definitely. There we See, go. That's resounding. <laughs> what you got for us, Kerry? Um, I'd just like to say that councillor that was just on saying that he wouldn't let anybody any that was, refugees. Uh, councillor Andy Dransfield. I did. I, fair play. We talk about people being on message. He uh, he was off message. Conservative member of Milton Keynes Council. How many refugees do you want? None. Brilliant. I've got to respect him for his honesty. Yeah, I mean, my, I'm Jewish, and my um, great grandfather came over from Poland. Um, just before the Second World War. And if ah. he hadn't have been let in, then none of us would exist today. And I'm, afraid we're gonna, I'm afraid you're going to have to go back to Poland. We only want to help you, <laughs> Poland. <laughs> you can't stay here. It's finished now. It's finished now, Kerry. You've got to go back. Well, the thing is, if you said to him how... I bet if you went back in his route somewhere, I bet somewhere down the line he wasn't from here. Some of ah. his family weren't here originally. The argument is we had plenty of houses back then. 
The, the ones that hadn't been bombed, obviously. Yeah, I mean, obviously I want to make sure that my children go to school and if they're ill, they go to doctors. But when you look at these families that have nothing, their houses have been bombed and they literally have nothing, you have to say, OK, we have to share what we have and we're lucky to have what we have. All right, so let me play devil's share. advocate. Why do we have to share? Because it's the right thing to do, because we're human beings that have a heart and we have to help people, and that's it, full stop. There's no, there's no question. You can't let people that are innocent in this war um, be affected. And if we can help, we're a very, very rich country. The people that say, oh, well, we're on benefits, yeah, but you do nothing to get those benefits. These people are on nothing and worked hard for what they had, and now they have not a penny. You know, like some of them are doctors and stuff. And, like, some of them are uh, architects and engineers and builders and um, uh, uh, chemists and have got... You know, they're not, like... They're not coming from caves. Some of them are really well-educated. There have been some really snide comments about, oh, look at them, they've got mobile phones. Uh, Yeah, if your house was bombed out, wouldn't you grab your phone too? Do you know what? If some of them are doctors and engineers, yeah, go on, I'll have them. I'll like, yeah, go on yeah. then. Let's 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 have them over here. They've got... Oh, they've got skills. <laughs> some of them have got skills. Do you know what? We'd, I'd rather actually have those people than some of the scroungers that live in this country and take oh. our taxes for nothing. Oh. You just I know so, I said you know I how, have a heart, but... You, you know, know how sh- shocking that was? What you, it was so shocking that Catherine put down the biscuit she was about to bite into. <laughs> uh, Kerry, thank you very much indeed. John, uh, John's on the line. Morning, John. Good morning, sir. Good morning, boss. What you got? Uh, your uh, conversation with the uh, ministers or the MPs uh, the councillors. Councillors. Uh, Council, for those who missed it, it was Councillor Douglas McCall, leader of the Lib Dem group in Milton Keynes, and Councillor Andy Dransfield, Conservative member of Milton Keynes Council, talking about um, the Syrian refugees and how Milton Keynes Council will help. Yes. Right, you said that in the last war we took in 10,000 uh, children, Jewish children, I think you said. Probably more right? than that. That was in nine months. Yeah. Right, that was like 70 odd years ago. When we probably did have a bit more space, uh, where's my cliche bell? Land to build on. Um, John, please don't please don't end this sentence with "we're full" because we ain't full. Have you ever been over this I country? Didn't, and I wasn't going to say we were full, but I do agree with the uh, councillor for Milton Keynes that not necessarily altogether we don't want any, but there is stuff here that we need to. We don't want none. Deal with. Well, well, that's that's you know that's fine to a degree, but. There is more than enough at this country to deal with at the moment. Yeah, but I, this is. Uh, but, but but then the other councillor, the Lib Dem gentleman, agreed with that. I don't understand why the two are mutually exclusive. Why can we only help one group of people and not the other? Why do we have to decide? Why can't we help both? Because both won't get helped. There are people in but, this country that yeah. are, uh, uh, that have been thrown out of their houses yep. because they can't afford to pay the bedroom tax. Are they being helped? Right. Are those people being helped now? Not properly. No, you exactly. Exactly. So let's... Television. They're not like, being helped. Um, can't pay, won't pay. Yeah. If you've been evicted from their properties yeah. because they can't pay things like the count or the bedroom tax. Right. right? There aren't any smaller Spare houses subsidy. to move... Yeah. There are no smaller houses to move these people into. Yeah. So if that's the case, why are they being kicked 
out right. if there's nowhere to move Okay. To. There so, are homeless people in this country that yeah. could do with some help. Okay, so and why... I was reading so, but, paper the other week... Hello? And there was a... Hang on a sec. Well, you, the thing is, you've made your, you've made your point. No, 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 down. I'm going to come in, John, because you've made your point. People in this country aren't being helped. Okay, so if we help those Syrian refugees... That's going to have no impact, positive or negative, on those people that aren't currently being helped, is it? Of course it will. Well, no, they're not being they're not being helped already. They're not being helped, John. They're not being helped already. You just said that yourself. They're not being helped already. So if we bring in some Syrian refugees, those people still will not be helped. The problem is you need to campaign to your councils, to your MPs, to your prime minister to urge that they help those people. OK, but the more, if you bring more people in, those people that need help in this country are going to get pushed further down the line. Where's your evidence of that? Well, it's common sense. Well, no, it's not. Because, well, I'm the, stupid uh, yeah, then. Where's your evidence like, of that? Right, the government are going to take these people in, right? And the Prime Minister, to be so, to fair, right, has been... I, I think he's jumped before he's pushed. He, he's, he's, he's offered to take some over a period of time before... The European lot turn around and say you will be having that lot. But, you, you but John, you're ignoring it. the ba- you're ignoring the basic tenet of your argument, which you yourself have come up with. The people in this country who have, who have lost their places because of the spare room <laughs> subsidy, for all these all these homeless people, you've said yourself they're not being helped at the moment. Now, if we don't take Syrian refugees, the people in this country won't be helped. If we do take Syrian refugees, the people in this country won't be helped. Do, do you see, do you see the common the commonality there? I can see what you're trying to say, right? But you've had people on your show that have been kicked out of um, either private accommodation yes, I know. or council accommodation, right? That the council aren't going to pay this, that or the other. And then they put them up in hotels in completely inappropriate places. Right, right? We're so go- why, John, we're, we're going around in circles. Why leave them where they are? That's then- a different issue. That's a different oh. issue. To, it's a different issue to whether we take Syrian refugees or not. And you're arguing against yourself. You're chasing your own tail. If you've got a problem with that, then you need to speak to your council and you need to petition your local MP and you need to uh, uh, petition, uh, you know, you, you should have voted in Ed Miliband, you know, because he, was, he would have got rid of that. Um, the, 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 the spare room subsidy is separate from Syrian refugees. It is to a certain degree, but... Thank you very much indeed. 03459 555555. Travel news for beds, cards and bugs. BBC Three Counties Radio. Had a report from Ben who called to say that on the A1M at the Stevenage bypass from junction 8 towards junction 7, there's been an accident, which means the inside lane has been closed and it's causing delays all the way back from junction 10. On the M25 anti clockwise, it's busy at junction 20 for Kings Langley towards junction 16 for the M40. And on the M40 itself towards London, there are delays approaching junction 4 for the High Wycombe Handicross roundabout. In Chesant on the A10 Great Cambridge Road, it's very slow there, looking at the speed sensors from the Winston Church away towards the Lieutenant. At Ellis Way, and on the train departure boards, there are no major delays showing up at the moment. Smart the breath, BBC Three Counties Radio. I'm just, uh, <laughs> I'm becoming obsessed with David Gork, the MP we had on earlier. And he's just retweeted, um, he just retweeted, he retweeted a couple of days ago, a Conservative official tweet: "Labour are now a serious risk to our national security. Please retweet to let everyone know." First point. Anti-Corbyn point on this little poster. He believes the death of Osama bin Laden was a tragedy. Oh, not that one. 
It's not true. He thinks it's tragic that Osama bin Laden uh, wasn't captured alive and put on trial. What's so controversial about that? Wouldn't it have been great to put him on trial? Doesn't think the death was a tragedy? He calls terrorist groups Hezbollah and Hamas friends. James O'Brien read a great letter last week from um, Gandhi to Hitler. Do you know how he opens the letter? Dear friend. Dear friend. Dear friend. You know, come on, guys. Honestly, you've got to do better than that. But it means you, uh, as members of the public, you've got to be on your guard. You can't fall for this stuff. Right, let me do the news. Hang on a second. I'm enjoying myself too much. 03459 455 555 if you want to take part. Where are we? 847. These are your headlines. The Conservative MP for Watford, Richard Harrington, has been appointed as the minister responsible for Syrian refugees. Jeremy Corbyn has started naming the first members of his new shadow cabinet. And detectives have made an arrest over offensive CDs that were left outside people's homes in Buckinghamshire. Your call's coming up after the weather. Beds, hearts and bucks weather. BBC Three Counties Radio. Good morning. It is quite an autumn morning today. We have a bit of a mixed bag across uh, all three counties. We've had some very wet weather overnight this morning. Um, we've already seen some rain. Further showers to come, I'm afraid. Some heavy ones mixed in there, accompanied by a strengthening southerly breeze. Maximum temperature around 18, but it's not going to feel that warm this afternoon. Overnight tonight, we still have this wind and also showery rain overnight too. Minimum temperature 8 Celsius. For tomorrow, it is quite a wet and windy start, but it's an improving picture tomorrow. It will start to settle down and we'll see a little bit more sunshine. Still the chance of maybe a heavy shower tomorrow, uh, but we will see some more sunny spells. The wind gradually falling a little lighter through Tuesday as well. Maximum temperature, 18 Celsius. And that's your forecast. Get more from BBC Three Counties Radio online by liking our Facebook page. Take part in our conversations, including what we talk about every afternoon. Well, it's kind of how most taxes work. So most taxes work that, you know, on the first bit you pay no tax, on the next bit you pay basic rate tax, on the next bit you pay 40%, then 45%. See pictures and videos you won't get anywhere else. What we're going to do today is take you around for a lap of the Silverstone Grand Prix circuit, or 3.66 miles, which will be used for this year's British Grand Prix. Get more from BBC Three Counties Radio online by liking our Facebook page page at facebook.com slash bbc3cr. This is Ian Lee on BBC Three Counties Radio. I was enjoying, um, was enjoying my coffee a little bit too much there. I was, I just happily, it was an abrupt end, it has to be said. Happily sat there looking on like This is what my life is like, just sat there looking at a screen going, oh, oh yeah, I said that. Mm. And then I forgot, oh, I'm working, doing this. Isn't it? Well, I mean, work. We've done two hours, 49 minutes of, of groundbreaking radio. The last 11 minutes can be a bit slack, can't they? We do a slack 11 minutes. Define slack. This. <laughs> Don't forget, Saturday, October the 3rd, midday. Why don't you come down the rabbit hole with me and Catherine Boyle? Will you be listening, Kelly? Yeah, I'll be listening. Okay. What is it? <laughs> You'll probably be in um, prepping for... No. BBC introducing. Great show. It is a great show. Will you be listening? I think is. You'll probably be in. I'll be in still here. Debriefing. We'll be debriefing about it. So, yeah, we'll be here. And I'll see you then. Nice one, mate. But really, really look forward to it. High fives all round. Not literal ones. Why? Don't want to catch the fleas. Off. You. Really? Catherine. Celez. 
on oh, the no, text. We, no, 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 we don't read his text. All oh, right, no, well, we don't. No, 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 don't even give him the time of day. He's a pain in the backside. He's a horrible little person, so let's not okay, even read that. OK, just checking. Uh, Peter in Warmer Green, housing paste based on points systems. Yeah. Also, it seems, says Lee Milton Keynes, oh, hang on a minute, how many points is that? That's five points, oh, they're doing it? the scoring system. It seems people are getting confused believing money is being taken from internal budgets to pay for refugees. I was under the impression the budgets weren't mutually exclusive. Lee B in MK. Uh, Lee B in MK also says, completely agree with Kiri, we can do a citizen, shop with, citizen swap with some of our more closed-minded English folk. Oh dear. Um, Mark in Bedford, what lovely words from that lady. That was no lady, that was Kiri. Um, we've been talking about uh, the world's uh, uh, toughest rock stars. Uh, let's just quickly go through that list. Again. Most dangerous, wasn't it? Yeah, sure, why not? Bucks Fizz, Coach Crash, Estefan, Coach Crash, Dylan, Motorbike, Rick Allen from Def Leppard, Drums. No, hang on a minute. Uh, uh, car Crash, mm. lost his arm, still plays drums better than anybody in this room, apart from me. Um, You're the only one in that room. Mm. <laughs> you are Jackson Pepsi yes uh, so we can carry those on uh, also here's, we, here's something we can do crimes that are acceptable some crimes are acceptable crimes of passion well no that's murder well he's asking for it um, was he? that's why it's a crime of passion in France it's a real crime I know uh, crime de passion Ke Kelly can you think of a crime mm. like an actual crime yeah. that's acceptable why am I echoing don't know. I can. Hear oh, it too. I know why. Hang on. Turn the echo. Hey, by the way, do you know what we're getting tomorrow, or the day after? Echo. Yeah. <gasps> getting a reverb box. Excellent. Yeah, isn't it? We can keep putting Kelly down the hole. <laughs> <laughs> what was that? <laughs> Crimes that are acceptable. Go on. Here you go. Scrumping. Well, I'm sure the apple farmer would disagree. Uh, well, my, I remember my granddad Bill taking me scrumping, and the, there was. I'm sure I remember a moment of a farmer in the distance. And my granddad went, quick, let's run. Scarpa. <laughs> Scarpa. <laughs> is, is there anything wrong with scrumping? Because some of the, uh, those apples are only going to fall on the floor anyway. But they are not your apples. A gang of scrumping thieves. Sorry? Sorry? It's Matt and Luton on the phone. Oh, God. Oh, ask Matt. I want to call you back. Ask him okay. what? We could do ask Matt. Okay, bye. You know what he's like. He's a very affable type a of person. A gang of scrumping thieves have been the last 10 minutes. 813 Start your text 3CR. Uh, um. Crimes are acceptable. A gang of scrumping thieves have stripped apple trees amid suspicions they are brewing vats of cider to sell on the black market. The raiders have struck at orchards in a string of villages across the Conwy Valley. Do you know the Conwy Valley, Matt? The Conway Valley, Matt, in North Wales? Yes. Do you know it, Matt? Have you been there? Yeah, you want to go there and I want to bury you there. Oh. Victim, a Neurin Hughes, aged 80, a retired greenkeeper, said, Come from Wales. We've had the trees for years. I hope whoever took the apples will chalk on them. <gasps> That's a bit harsh, isn't it? What, the accent? Matt. The accent is rubbish, you know. Yeah, so is the act, Matt. <laughs> you must be over the moon, because we know you lead a very sad, pathetic life. Uh, well, you're getting an extra two hours of me and Kath every week, starting on October the 3rd at midday. Well, I won't be listening, so don't worry about it. Well, what will you be doing? I'll be listening to Jeremy Vine. Well, it's on a Saturday, mate. So unless you've taped oh, it on a blank oh, cassette... Better. I'll be playing pool on Saturday. I won't have to listen to you. Well, you can, well, you can listen to us whilst playing pool. Uh, no, I don't want to be put off. 
You don't want to be put off your stroke. You don't like the idea of me standing behind you while you're playing pool, do you? Oh, Kelly, yes. I don't mind listening to you, but I will not that, listen to him. That's, that's Catherine, that mate. Was Kath. That was right. Catherine. We're all the same. Uh, can, I ask, can I ask the question I rang up about? Please? Can you ask the question you rang up oh, about? Oh, yeah, I, just to say, I don't know what he called in about. Hang on a minute. Let's, let's put it to uh, Robo Dave. Can he ask the question? Yes. Okay. I'm talking about... Um, a guzzler. You talking about a guzzler? What's his name again? Are you talking about a guzzler? A guzzler. 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 Have I won? Have I won? No, I have. I was here first. Oh God. It's all right, Matt. Would you please get to the point, mate? Because I'm losing the will to live. T-W-T-L. So are we all by voting, people you're, voting... You're closer than me. Sorry? We're all losing the will to live with the new Labour leader. What a load of old rubbish. Tell me why you think Jeremy Corbyn is a load of old rubbish. He's and I'm just asking just to fill the last few minutes. How's he, he going to... A clue. He's another microfoot, but he's a little bit better. What, That's what, what, he's, he, he really rocks those yeah, vests. no idea, and Ian, you have got no idea to talk about the Syrian refugees that act okay. from Milton Keynes. One, one point at a time, Mr. Matt. Um, what of That's Corbyn's, what, what of Corbyn, which one of Corbyn's policies do you want to pick apart first? Which one don't you nuclear, like the most? Nuclear, nuclear, ban the nuclear weapons. Right, why, why don't you like that? There's no, you've got to have a nuclear deterrent. Why? Because you have everybody. God. Tell me why. Tell me why you have to have a nuclear deterrent. The army is. Catherine's going to just look up and remind me how much Trident costs. I think it's seventy billion pounds. But if you could just have a quick look for me, Catherine. We still got to have it. Tell me why. Because we've got to have it. Tell me. The, the, listen. The argument for why we need nuclear weapons is because we've got to have it. That doesn't hold water. Listen. Will you listen? You answer the question, sir. Why do we need nuclear weapons? We do need nuclear weapons, because if we don't have them, you'll have one of these mad countries pressing buttons when they need to. Remind me, Matt, can you remind me, can you remind me, has Sweden got nuclear weapons? We're not not talking about... Because I don't think they have, and as far as I know, last time I went to Sweden, it was still there and wasn't a burnt-out wreck. Very sad, you're very sad. Well, you've not answered the question as to why... We need, you said if we need, we need nuclear weapons, if we don't have them, we'll get blown up. guy like Jeremy Tory, he's too left. Well, oh, well, but, but, OK, let's he's go through his, let's go through his, his second policy. That, <laughs> the man and that was the end of the story. Let's go through the second policy. He wants um, big corporations to pay a little bit more tax. What's wrong with that? Of course there's nothing wrong, but it will never happen. Okay. It will okay. never happen. Well, 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 but we can aspire like you, to... You probably not, you've, got a, uh, you've probably got an accountant that tries to... Uh, he'll try and dodge your tax as much as he possibly can. So he tries to cut it? it down. Yeah, of course he does. Yeah, we, we, we try to exactly. claim what I'm legally entitled to claim. But and what's all that... your big firms do exactly the no, same. No, 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 they don't. What they do Sorry. is they have offices in Ireland so they don't have to pay... Any corporation don't you tax. Bring Ireland into I'm Irish, don't well, you then you're part of the, the corruption. Irish. So you start bringing somebody else into the argument. No, I, I want to know what's wrong with expecting, um, hoping that Google, Starbucks, and other big organisations might pay a little bit more tax. What's wrong with that? Look, Mr. Corbyn, it will never happen. Doesn't matter. Doesn't matter. We can it's still aspire to these things. Like. Matt, 
How much does the Trident cost? Well, it depends who you listen to. CND reckon 100 billion. Um, I don't think that's a bit of an exaggeration. Yeah, I think it might be. Um, what the MOD is saying is 15 to 20 billion. Okay, well, Still I, I, a lot I, I, of money. Let, let's split the difference. Say it's 50 billion quid. Imagine the houses we could build with that 50 billion quid, Matthew. Well, it doesn't matter because you're filling with refugees. Thank you very much indeed. <laughs> Travel news for beds, cards and bugs. Matt from Ireland there. On the A1M southbound, there's reports of a lane being blocked on the Stevenage bypass. Ben called to say that there's been a four-car accident between Junction 8 and 7, but that's causing delays all the way back from Junction 10, and the emergency services are there with the inside lane being closed. On the M25 anti-clockwise, it's very slow between Junction 17 for Maple Cross to 15 for the M4, and the M40 from the Denham roundabout towards the M25 has delays too. In Aston Clinton on the A41, it's very slow towards Aylesbury, past the Woodlands roundabout where the roadworks are. And in Sandy on the A1 southbound, it's very slow around the Sandy roundabout too. On the trains, the 917 service from Bedford to London St Pancras has been uh, delayed and the Piccadilly line has severe delays um, as well. Samantha Bruff, BBC Three Counties Radio. Thank you very much indeed, Sammy. Well, I wasn't expecting much for today's show, but um, I thoroughly, thoroughly enjoyed myself. Um, Don't forget, get the podcast. Go to iTunes. Thank you, Kelly. Thank you, Catherine. Thank you, Justin. Back tomorrow at six. Till then, from us, ta-ta. Local and vocal across beds, hearts and bucks. This is BBC Three Counties Radio. Thank you, Ian. Good morning. Welcome to the JBS Show. I'm Jonathan Vernon-Smith. It's Monday. It's nine o'clock. And on today's big phone-in, do you think it was clever or catastrophic to elect Jeremy Corbyn as Labour Party leader? After a landslide victory, Jeremy Corbyn is now the new leader of the Labour Party. The left-winger, who began the race as an outsider, won the contest by a huge margin and was backed by more than a quarter of a million people. Politicians of all colours have raised concerns about Mr Corbyn's views on defence and the EU, and already some members of the shadow front bench have stood down. Conservative critics say that under Jeremy Corbyn, the Labour Party is now a risk to national security that will hurt working people. But I want to hear your response to this this morning. Do you think it was clever or catastrophic to elect Jeremy Corbyn as Labour Party leader? Pick up that phone, come on and have your say. Here's my telephone number. It's 03459 455 555. This is the JVS Show on BBC Three Counties Radio. I'll take your call in just a second, but first let's get the latest BBC News at nine o'clock. Here's Lee Agnew. The Conservative MP for Watford, Richard Harrington, has been appointed the minister responsible for Syrian refugees. David Cameron is visiting Lebanon today to see the refugee camps Britain is helping to pay for. From Beirut, here's James Landale. The UK is giving more here than any other EU country, some £1 billion. Mr Cameron believes it's making a real difference. He claimed that without that aid, there'd be hundreds of thousands more refugees risking their lives to get to Europe. Jeremy Corbyn has chosen a close ally to lead the attack on the Conservatives. His shadow Chancellor John McDonnell will have to set out Labour's new approach to running the economy. But David Gork, the Conservative MP for South West Hertfordshire, says he fundamentally opposes Corbyn's political views. He clearly reflects the views of where the majority of the Labour Party is now, and those views are a real risk to the UK. 
Police investigating computer disks containing offensive material that were left outside homes in Buckinghamshire have made an arrest. It's believed the CDs contained illegal pornographic material, religious warnings and computer viruses. Sarah Jenkins reports. The man is accused of leaving the computer disks, covered in symbolic writing and crosses, in the gardens of homes in Chesham and Amersham last week. The 35-year-old from Hell Hempstead was arrested yesterday. Detectives have asked people not to open them on their computers and to hand them in to the police. Officers will be making house-to-house inquiries today to retrieve any more discs that may have been found. Two men who were charged following a dog attack in Hertfordshire will appear before magistrates in Stevenage today. A woman was seriously injured by two German shepherds at Warren Farm in Great Amwell last October. 42-year-old Nijamal Islam and 21-year-old Mijanul Malik are charged with owning dogs that were dangerously out of control and unnecessary suffering to animals. Hertfordshire police are rolling out more than 1,400 body-worn video